So we are live. Live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a very different edition of the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And Sam is right. This is a very special episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. Normally, you do see us coming live from YouTube. Or um, if you like the famous Goodwill, as we have got him on here, you'll normally see his lovely face on Twitch. Um, we are testing something out tonight, so hopefully it'll work. Uh, we are going live on Facebook. So hi, Facebook people. <laughs> or Facebook nerds, shall we say. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and we are joined again by the lovely Dan from, like I said, the, the Facebook um, page, Blade and Marvelous as well. She had so much fun last time. She wanted to come back and talk shit again with us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. You could say that, yeah. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> you love it and you know it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. So, uh, yes. So hopefully people can hear us and, like, say, are coming through okay. If um, someone in the chat can just give, like, a thumbs up just to make sure. Laura, I've just seen your <laughs> comment. Give us just a hey, just so we, like, we, we know that everything's working. It seems to be because I can see the captions. Oh, like, it's fine. taken every word down, so... Oh, well, that's fine. So, yes, uh, we thought, like I said, we'll jump in and do a bit of a discussion because normally we do leave it till the end of the season to talk about a show. But I'll be honest, this one has been a little bit more special than normal. This one's blown me away with my expectations and what I thought. So I really wanted to do this after the first episode to be fun to be honest when the, <laughs> when the, when the first episode uh came out i was like i need to talk about this show this is just yeah it felt new but not new at the same time if that makes sense but yes we are going to be talking about the first three episodes of the last of us and i know we had a little bit of talk before we went live as well that we all have actually watched the first three episodes which is always a good start yes <laughs> yes so it is well, um, I was just thinking. I was, that's what I was just going to say. I'll get the disclaimer done. Laura has told us we're coming through loud and clear, so that's good to know. Cool. Right. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. And what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Well said. Yes. And I hope you guys are okay. I know it's Friday. It's been the week of the longest weeks as well. So I hope everyone is okay. And thank you for everyone who's joined us in the chat as well. So, yes. Um, so I know I've pretty much already started the ball rolling, but how have you found <laughs> the show so far? So, uh, anyway, Sammy, I'll go to you first. It's thrilling. Mm-hmm. It's thrilling. It's emotional. It's breathtaking. It's, it, you are right. It does. It's, it's different, but it has such like a familiarity to it. And I don't know if that's because I have played the game mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm kind of, I don't want to say at home because yeah. I don't want to live there, but <laughs> it does feel really familiar yet different. And it's, it is, it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster, and it's only three episodes in. Yes. What can that say about the show? It's three episodes. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting nine episodes this season. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Oh well, then, oh, well, then we'll do the next three and we'll watch the next three and we'll do the same thing again. There you go. Suffrage. Continue with <laughs> That's always the good thing. But yeah, um, 
So I know me, Goodwill and Sam have all played the game. We have an, a, a Dan who is new and seen it with a different perspective to us. So what were your expectations coming? Because you will have heard of heard of the show or heard about the game. Because like I said, if, with being a nerd Ooh. as well, it is an old game as well, which you don't feel yeah. like it is. And this mm-hmm. has been on the works for like years and years. I know originally it was meant to be a film as well when... Mm. Uh, or movie, shall we say, start in the northern movie. Uh, <laughs> we don't so, know who's watching; they might not understand. <laughs> it's so, a film, a film, a film, film. film. <laughs> so, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I've never been a someone who's had time to do sort of a lot of gaming from my mm. perspective because I've always been more into the art and practical artistry so mm-hmm. I'd I'd sit and draw instead of game mm-hmm. so yeah. that sort of passed me by a bit but I mean I was I'm going to go back here my first uh, I had a an Atari Lynx I used to play and then I had a Commodore 64 and then <laughs> um I had a Game Boy and I had a PlayStation 1 that's where my gaming stopped on the PlayStation 1 but like, so you're pure <laughs> you haven't been muddied in the in the dirty water of the console wars. <laughs> I'm I'm not paying a grand for something that's going to collect dust because I don't really have enough time to dedicate to the games that I think some of them like this one would deserve. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to be sitting there and you've got to be committed, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could give it like the time it deserved. And I'm one of these people. I I kind of get distracted. I'm a bit magpieish. I'm like, oh, shiny thing, and and forget i've started that thing and then mm-hmm. so you know it's it's probably good i don't game because i probably die a lot so. <laughs> to trust us in this game you do die a lot i'd really struggle to not die that that was one of the premises like one of the memes i would, did share was basically this game this is not a true adaptation joel hasn't died 15 times in the first half an hour of this um that's yeah. just me playing it I'm, I'm the worst gamer ever and then this is one where i had to shout for the husband a few times i'm stuck <laughs> so what was your expectation when you came into this because I, I know it's came up with the, the fanfare that's came about like i would put it akin to the walking dead like the level of unpass- anticipation that about around this show i have a thing where i try not to watch trailers mm-hmm. um i went I managed to not see a single trailer for the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. I I escaped it. Even in the cinemas, I blah, 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 blah. Fingers Mm -hmm. in the ears, hands up. I I refused point blank to do it to myself because I wanted to go in. Mm Because they have a tendency these days, because they want to get you in, they'll put the entire movie in five seconds. And you're just like, oh, man, there's nothing else. There is nothing else left to substance. So I stayed away from everything, didn't read any articles of this didn't you know didn't look into it the only thing like I said I, I saw was who they had playing the characters of each person like mm-hmm. uh Pedro and um uh, Nick and then Anatov and then Bella Ramsey and I was like don't know if they fit I know Joel's face from just seeing mm-hmm. advertising and I knew Ellie's face so Bella was a bit of a strange casting from a yeah aesthetic kind of point of view oh that mm-hmm. was nice of me wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> nice of me. Yeah, no no so- I totally get that yeah but she's got the mannerisms, I'm told. People have been mm. saying she's got that weird mm. thing going that she's supposed yeah. to have. So you can say the F word as well <laughs> as Ellie can, because El- the, the Ellie is so such a dirty mouth, that girl. <laughs> 
and she really can she really can spit it out just like Ellie did um the I always thought because when when we first played I mean how old's the game now 10 years old mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. Yeah. bloody hell okay yeah, we're old. we are old we are, oh my god we are <laughs> um I do remember when it came, I didn't play it when it first came out I know Anne's got it straight away but I played it like later later on probably around about 2016 I think um and I always looking at Ellie I pictured someone completely different but that person obviously got, has got older um and it wouldn't have worked but I do see Bella Ramsey as Ellie just probably the the version we're getting now is more of an more aggressive than the Ellie we got in the game the mm. game Ellie was a little bit softer a little a bit, bit chill um more one, like say the companionship and like say like kind of having it out with Joel, but I'm not disappointed with the casting at all. Like mm. I don't think anything is way off the mark, and the changes they made from the game, it's enhanced the experience of it. But um, going back to like say the experience, like expectations before. So what were your expectations, Goodwill? Um. Video game adaptations, as we all know, is a fickle thing mm-hmm. um, when it comes uh, to recent times. All you have to do is look at Halo, um, look at The Witcher, and, you know, the, there's always that discourse of, oh, well, they're not sticking to the source material, they're not sticking to the games and this, that. For me, I I was aware of it. I knew they were looking for a movie at first, and I was... When I heard about that, I was of a strong opinion that this should not be a movie, it should be a TV show, as mm-hmm. I feel a lot of video games should be because they are not... I mean, there are some video games where you're like, yeah, that should be a movie, but um, quite a lot of them, they should be serialised TV shows because, you know, The the Last of Us is 20 maybe hours mm-hmm. long. Yeah, You can't fit that into a one-hour, two-hour movie. Um, yeah, it's so, the same type of thing when they do like an adaptation of like they say a really long book or like yeah. mm-hmm. the, there's always going to be things that they miss out but with the tv show they can get like everything in and sometimes that's as i said that's a good thing sometimes it can be like a, a crux yeah. as well in different so aspects i i was aware that obviously hbo had picked it up so i was like oh hbo you know i, I was quite shocked that hbo took that risk Mm-hmm. Um, really? I was, I was quite shocked, yeah, because I thought it would have gone to Netflix or Amazon Prime. I, I was very shocked that HBO took it up. So I was like, oh, okay. So it made me, you know, it made me pay attention a little bit. So I was like, mm-hmm. right. They are, you know, HBO is serious and they will, if they're going to do it, they will do it to the best of their abilities. Yeah. But I still had that little thing in the back of my head where I was like, but I, I'm not going to make a judgment. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like say, oh, well, it's a video adaptation. It's got to be crap. So I just, I stayed away. I didn't watch any trailers or anything like that. I just stayed away. And yeah, I think before, you know, obviously before we get into it, this is possibly the best video game adaptation we have ever had. I'll go one step further. I think it is the best adaptation from a media presence, like from other than a book that we've mm. had. Like full stop. Like say how the close it's stayed true to the like the soul of the game, but mm-hmm. it's not just 
changing stuff for changing sake. It's about emphasizing and elaborating and building on that. That's the thing. It, it feels like a world building because I, I know, again, I'm not going to shit on it, even though, like I say, I have in the past, but where problems we've had with, like say, The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead first season, first episode, like I say, stayed very close to the comics and was really well done, but it kind of shot its load too early. It gave us yeah. too many things too quick. Where this, it's kind of given us little teasers. Like we've not really mm-hmm. seen, like we've seen glimpses of the clickers or we've had little attacks, but it's not went too far out there. It's doing things very, very deliberate. And I'm absolutely loving it. And like I say, the, the things that they are expanding on is brilliant. And mm-hmm. I think, like I say, when they started the the episode, the first ever episode, they laid down the groundwork with that first two minutes where it's got set in the 70s. And I love how they're doing this as well when they're going back and telling these little tales and showing you emphasis on little things where they've got these scientists and, like, you instantly recognise them. Um, I'm not going to say I'll not get the names right. So you've got the guy out the mummy, the guy... John Hannah. John Hannah, who's absolutely brilliant. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping we do see more of him in some type of aspect or some type of uh, role through the season because he, he is, like, say, a presence. The guy who was there with Supernatural, he played one of the demons. And Christoph the... Heyerdahl. Uh, <laughs> I've probably completely butchered his last name, but I'm, it's Christoph Heyerdahl, yeah. yeah. He was also in uh, Peacemaker. He was yes. a policeman, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and That's why I'm here. I know things. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about the games. But... Right, you know everything, but that's the thing. Um, but the, And also the, the guy who's interviewing, I recognise him straight away from the Big Bang Theory. He's the guy that uh, basically runs the comic book shop for a little bit for Stuart. And I was like, "These, are, if these are tiny roles, they're getting like decent calibre of people in just to yeah. play these little roles. So I think everyone and anyone in, like say the like nerd culture or thing, are wanting to be part of this show as well. So if the actors yeah. and people who are involved are dying to play even small parts... I'm I'm in for the ride, if that makes sense. It does. It makes total, complete sense. The guy, the interviewer, is in Silicon Valley as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he appears everywhere. And in the matter of a week, we've seen him in three different shows. He's been in mm-hmm. Always Sunny. He's been in Big Bang. And he's in Silicon Valley. <laughs> he just pops up all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're totally right, though, when it's talking about world building. Because mm-hmm. obviously everything's all set out. Joel and Ellie are in the play. It's it everything's gone to shit, so mm-hmm. it's all set out. But how did it get there? And then the yeah. one thing the Walking Dead failed to do was to explain. They did it in some parts, but just like expl- how did he get there? How did this happen? How long has this been going on for? Mm-hmm. And they're doing that, but they're doing it so gradually that you just—it's not overload. It's not information overload. You're getting it, so you can take it in. Mm-hmm. You can experience what's going on at the time and then you'll be moved on and you'll get more information. And I love that about it, that it's not completely forcing it down your throat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just shouted Alexa to stop and start with <laughs> us. Um, and it's, it's not just completely throwing it down your throat to get you to the, like overwhelm you with mm-hmm. everything. That's because there's a lot happened. Like the world's yeah. gone shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long did how long has it been? How long did it take? And when I found out how long it took, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> that's the that's thing. That's a long time. time. Yeah, the Plus, time skip. 
the worst thing about it is when you actually start looking at the time jumps, the the bit at the beginning where they're having that chat, um, where John Hannah's saying, yeah, it's fungus, you're, it's possible it will happen, was in 1968. So you've got a 35-year th- time jump from there to when you first meet Joel mm-hmm. in 2003. And I was thinking to myself, in 2003, where was I? Oh, I was 23 in 2003. <laughs> I was going to work. I was... yeah. yeah doing a boring thing you know and you, and you think to yourself jesus christ and then they do another 20 year jump and you're just like and now i'm here and i'm still yeah. going to work and doing the same thing i did <laughs> I've, just, I've just thought exactly the same thing you're like so, what were you doing in 20 in 2003 well i was working and um, <laughs> and i'm now it's 2023 and i'm still working work. yeah they, so, um, they, they 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 did that rather well because obviously 1968 when that ABC interview you know in the opening takes place and then obviously it goes to 2003 and Joel in this series is born in 1968 mm-hmm. and I think it symbolises that this is Joel's in a daft way destiny. I think they said story. he was about 36, yeah. didn't they? They said he was 36 yeah, yeah. prior to the time jump, so this puts him at around 56 years old. And mm-hmm. all the stuff that he's doing in so far that he's done in these three, I can't do that at 43. There is no way <laughs> I'm going to be doing that at 56. Yeah. They want me to get him down and get back up. I'm going to need someone to help me. I get stuck well, getting back up these days. So Apparently in the his contract, they have, because it's renowned in the game that Joel crawls and like crouches quite a lot to hide. They could only have a Pedro <laughs> crouch for so long because his knees and back were giving away. <laughs> but two, right? Yeah. That's a good contract, though. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be. I, I wouldn't want to be crawling around all over the place. To be fair, though, mm-hmm. this is after 40? Mando. He's got some pull after Mando now, so <laughs> the man can't do any wrong, really, can he? He right. generally, like he, he he can't. He can't do no wrong. He's been in. How many big franchises now? Yeah, <laughs> um, just... Game of Thrones, to... Mando, yeah. Last of Us, Buffy, um, Buffy, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So, we'll not talk about. Oh that no! Let's... <laughs> 1984 should never be mentioned again. Never. No, it shouldn't. But no. he was the he was the only good part in it. I will say that he just needs to do something with Marvel, and he's kind of like got a set. Hasn't he? Hey, he'll get there. He'll get there. He's, yeah. got, he's definitely got his nerd credentials. That's for damn sure. <laughs> but let's let's start with as well. I think say the most heartbreaking part of it is the beginning, because mm. I know <sighs> with playing the game, I was expecting, I was like hoping they would play it out the way they had it. I was hoping we wouldn't get it like as a flashback, because there's so many different ways they could have done that, and they yeah. stayed so true to to like what happened, but just embellished the perfect amounts and. That made uh, the Sarah character so lovable, and it was um, I've got the name of a mom because a mom's famous as she was in. Uh, oh, she, she was in a guy. Rachel Castlet. Um, is is she? Um, oh, good God! Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about because she looks exactly like her. Um, was, oh, I've never actually looked at the cast list. Like, she, uh, I know, I know her name's Nico Parker, the girl that played mm-hmm. Sarah. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, she's know, British. Yeah, no, yeah, I think um, a mum was in Rock and Roller. Yeah, um yeah. oh god. Uh, she was um, in Westworld as well. Um, oh my god, she looks exactly like her. It's Tandy Newton's daughter. Tandy that's Newton, the that's one. Yes. I'm looking at a picture of her now <laughs> and I didn't even need to see the name. She looks the absolute image of her. Mm. She's she yeah. actually is 19 years old playing yeah. Sarah at 19. So it's kind of a bit 
Well, that's just America for you. America, <laughs> well, yeah, it's America. Like, yeah. We need a teenager. Let's find a forty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's Greece all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, sorry, Paul. No, it's fine. Go for it. Yeah. I, I, I love the opening. I think it, compared to the game, mm-hmm. it, it does a wonderful job of of fleshing out Sarah a little bit more. Mm-hmm. fleshing out the world a little bit more because all the way through those first 20 minutes there's always like little drips and drops there's no tv there's no radio but there's always like little drips and drops of information about what's going on the odd police car that goes past yeah. the the elderly woman in the wheelchair that's contorting it's behind horrible. her that is that horrible, is oh, horrible. No. and then no. when it gets when it gets worse and worse the what what i particularly found was was brilliantly done was Obviously, the, the classic is Outbreak Day mm-hmm. in, in The Last of Us because that's like when everything reached critical mass. Um, the desperation uh, that was around them, mm-hmm. like they were calm and there was more desperation. And I think it was more, what what got me was the planes just flying and yeah. just flat. And it was just that sheer desperation of, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, And that that anxiety, because obviously if you played the game, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And they they know that and they build on that anxiety to that point. Yeah, absolutely. The opening bit, it has to make you invested in Sarah because it, the, you, not everyone is a game player. So not yeah. everyone knows the outcome of what's going to happen. So you've got to have some investment in this person to actually give a shit yeah. when it when when it happens. Um, the car ride alone... Mm-hmm. Was exactly the same as the game. Yeah, that's oh, exactly. God, I, I yeah. felt like I had my controller in my hand. <laughs> See, because I've never played it, I actually wrote notes and put down on here that I. It's like it reminded me sort of not a GTA, but you know, like whenever mm. you're playing a game where you're mm. inside. Because I'm not that removed that I haven't watched other people play games, but <laughs> I've just not played them myself. But that bit when they're driving through and it's all coming through the front windscreen and the way they turn the corners and if you hear the the way that the wheels were spinning when mm-hmm. Tommy was turning the corner is exactly the same that you hear that they use in the in the games. So, yeah. and did you know Tommy was the Terminator in Dark Fate? Yeah, I recognised him um, afterwards. Yes, in yeah. Agents of Shield, and um, yeah. is oh, I, I keep getting his name wrong. Gabriel Luna. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I kept looking at him going. I know you. I, know. I get him. <laughs> I get him mixed up with the guy from Andor, so I get his name and his name mixed up with each other. But yeah, he was um, Ghost Rider in Agents Marvel, Marvel Agents of Shield. That's it. Mm. But yeah, no, I did like, that. But yeah, like say that opening, like all the little bits, but like like the bits that they added as well, like the fact that Sarah went, you showed you getting the uh, the watch fixed as well, and then going next door. But I like to add a little, like, kind of teasers as well, because it was saying, oh, I'm going into town. And Sarah was, like, freaking out because she'd been to town. She was like, mm-hmm. we're not telling Joel. I was like, oh, they're going to add to that aspect. But it was kind of like just, like, teasing that Sarah was going to turn or anything like that or that she might have been infected. But, um, like I say, I just loved the whole chemistry between her and Joel. Like, like you could tell Joel was just, like, a, like a working-class father and working hard and... Doing everything for his like his family and and the desperation to like save her as well and oh. little added bits of desperation that like when the pulling out the driveway and 
they knock that person over and you hear the neighbours going, for fuck's sake, Joe, what, what are you doing? Like, you hear them in the background and it's just like, because you would, you wouldn't know why yeah, they've yeah. just ran them people over. Yeah. So they would run over and that said, would start the, like, the kickoff. And like I said, this way he carried Sarah through the streets because you heard Angle uh, when like the planes came down. And I like it that they changed it from being hit by a, like a truck sideswipe that something had happened from the crash from the planes. Mm. Um, as you said, it was just like playing the game. Like you could have picked up your controller and just done everything the same. But... Exactly how I felt. I felt like I had yeah. my controller in my hand and I'm like whooshing with it. Like I'm moving with it as it's going. Um, I was going to say something about that, about his relationship with his daughter. Was it? Um, he's a, you, said, you are completely right. Working class dad, wanting to do the best. But she was a child who understood that. And that's what I love about children in on screen. Because some of them get really annoying when as an adult you're like they're just doing the best for you and then they, the kids going well it's not good enough it's not enough but she wasn't like that like he said he missed something and she was totally understandable mm-hmm. about the fact that because she knew he wasn't doing it on purpose there was a reason behind it and I, that's what I loved about their relationship the pair of them had such an understanding with each mm-hmm. other that it yeah. was it was all a very mature relationship no, it was nice it was nice to see that because, I mean, I always use as an, a marker of annoyance, you know, you go from zero to ten. Mm-hmm. ten. Ten on the annoyance scale for me is Dakota Fanning in War of the Worlds. Right, that right. is annoying. That yeah. And Sarah and Joel were sort of in the zero to one. I love the fact when she turned around and she said to him, oh, yeah, definitely, I got it from drugs, but I stole it from you. She was just blatantly honest about taking her dad's money out of his drawer. And like, yeah. kids aren't like that. Kids no. I mean, some might be, but majority wouldn't <laughs> own up to it, would they? You know. Oh no, absolutely not. Not my parents. I'd have, I'd have made any excuse under the sun. <laughs> but that's it. They just had such a level of honesty with each other that their relationship was very. It was different to what you see in a, like a father daughter daughter. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind mm. of dynamic. It was, a, but it was refreshing and it was lovely, and that's what made it even more fucking heartbreaking that that what actually happened. Yeah. Sure. No, certainly, and and that's like that's the starting point, the jumping off point for the show as well. I know, I think I talked about it on the podcast. Like, say, I was a bit of a dick the week week before because um, uh, my wife was going down to Essex to see her brother in law. The weekend the, the first episode was airing, and she wasn't getting back till uh, Tuesday, so I couldn't actually. And we always watch new shows together, so she went, "Oh, well, we can't watch. Uh, you can't watch the Last of Us on the Monday uh, because I'm down in Essex." So I went in the huff with her. So I actually put on YouTube the the video of actually the game for the opening. I went, "Well, this is going to happen." Uh, just the spider. <laughs> A horrible person. Um, <laughs> Who are yeah. they? She but asked she you to wait one day. <laughs> but still, yeah. Like, say I'm a vengeful person, remember this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, but no, and like, and I, I did feel a bit bad afterwards because she said I would have liked to know known that before because she actually said, oh, I really wanted Sarah to live. Like, And that's the feeling I think all of us had yeah, we when did. we watched uh, it back, except from Dan, who's going to know, let the bitch die. <laughs> but it's right though it's it has to move joel yeah like, something that, needs to give him that fire but yeah. from from someone who's not uh played the game like i said my going in uh, relatively blind you know you have a loose idea of what's going to happen you know it's going to end up apocalypse blah and it's going to be them too mm-hmm. but you don't know anything else as a non-gamer yeah. so 
you, I had a feeling she was going to die, but the amount of time in that first hour ish, <laughs> I mean, give or take 40, 45 minutes they spent at the, the, the pre story before it went 20 years later was pure. It's going to be about Sarah. This whole <laughs> thing is being set up to be about Sarah, not about <laughs> Joel, you know, like the whole show Mm -hmm. not just that one episode so when it kept going and kept going and she wasn't going to die and then all of a sudden she died you're like well what they do that for you know (laughs) even though you knew it was coming there had to be a motivator it was still like yeah i I totally get that (laughs) we i mean the people who played the game when that first came out it i think what i think naughty dog and hbo i've done a, a brilliant job in replicating for people who have not played the games the same feelings as the people experienced yeah. when they first played the game. Because we were all the same. Like We were like, oh, yeah, don't. Because Sarah was classing the games. You know, oh, I got this from drugs for her. It was just like, yeah, she's classing. And then that just anvil that hits you at that point in the game. And, and I think it was the running joke for a long time. Like, The Last of Us is a game that breaks you in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, oh, we'll definitely. get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We will get there. But talking about the episode as well, because he thought, oh, that's the hard-hitting part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is It'll it end fucked? now. Yeah. No, is it fucked? The next bit that comes after that floors you again. Yeah. When you see that little girl walking towards, um, oh, like, the, like, the zone, and you can see that she's carrying a patch, so you don't know what the patch is representing anything at this moment. And, she claps, and then these guards have been the nicest people to her, telling lovely things. And then when you see the red light, and you go, "Okay, red's not normally a good thing." Yeah. And and then you then will take us to Joel, and he's in the the pit clearing bodies, and he goes to the van, and you see like the shoes and mm. the same color clothes, and you're like, "Fuck." It was that. such a Schindler's List moment. Like mm. it was the it was the girl in the red coat all over again. But how amazing were them guards and their acting ability? Because I fucking generally believe them. Like mm. I was like, yeah, this girl's going off to get ice cream, and it's going to be all <laughs> for the games. Like it was so believable, and it mm. wasn't because it was that believable. It took me and Anth a long time to register that that was that girl. Yeah, it really. We really sat there and went, "Well, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. That's a like." Oh my god, they are that awful. <laughs> I don't think it's it's just that ruthless type thing because they've got no control. Like this is the end of world shit we're dealing with now. And uh, as we go on to like the later episodes as well, um, they've got no control over this. The only thing they can do is basically wipe out anything that remotely couldn't couldn't be. And even that then has got no control over how or if anyone's going to survive and mm-hmm. then they go through and give you like little tastes of what it's like living in this uh, basically dictatorship where the world has been controlled by the government to the point where if you even leave the, the the city, you're getting hung and it just shows you like the desperation and uh, it like, and it's like little things I absolutely adored. I thought was so clever because if the world's going to fuck, you, you're literally going to become a hoarder and you want to collect everything. And then when Joel does that deal, and he gives the uh, the, the the police uh, the the guard the tablets, he asks for the baggy back because yeah, shit, yeah. no one's going to be making plastic bags anymore. So yeah. plastic bag is going to be a commodity and, and and all that type of shit as well. So I was like, 
that's I, I wouldn't even compre- comprehend that, no. but it's such a, a clever thing that you wouldn't want anything that could potentially become a useful like thing. You it would be like like gold dust and yeah. Um, as we found out, like say within the fighting and like say the double crossing with the, the car battery, something mm. as simple as you just go in the shop picking up a car battery, or if you even if you went in the street, how many cars you could lift a car battery from, <laughs> and <laughs> has become such a like a, a hard thing to get. Um, yeah, um, just to make it clear, we don't all go nicking car batteries. <laughs> just to make that we may be northern, but we didn't get out stealing car batteries. Hey, I'm southern, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if there's car batteries you need, you, you'll go and get one. You'll find a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it's like that desperation of like the simple and like little things that you kind of uh, get, and then I, I think like say having the hints to the fireflies all the way through. But again, going back to the cast, and um, can't remember the uh, her name because I know she was in Fringe as well. Like Anatole, yeah, Anatole, yeah, yeah. She's just... also in um, Mindhunter as well. That's where yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've seen her from. Brilliant actress, yeah. absolutely amazing. And also, um, like I said, the actor who plays Robert as well. Like, see, you see him in loads of things. Like he was in uh, the. The latest Christmas one, Deadly Night, with uh, he was like one yeah. of the um, Goodman. But it's also him from Pretty Mr. Jason. Yes, the drug drug kid, uh, the, not the drug kid, the kid that uh, could uh, that the, wanted to stop Freddy or something like that. Had the mental breakdown. The, the brother of the you know, he was in the psych ward. Him. Yes, yeah. But, like, as you, as I said before, with the cast and like say minor roles, you're getting people that you recognise, and like yeah, it's just cleverly done and. As you as you said, you would barter or you would argue that case. It's like fuck, I, I don't want to die over a car battery. It's like we'll forget about it, but then they don't forget about it. Like say they're pissed off, and it's just so like as you said, world building earlier. It's just perfectly pitched, and it, you you fall into it. And and again, even if you haven't been in this world before, you kind of think they're making common sense moves, and that's what doesn't happen in TV shows or movies anywhere. Because how many times do you scream at a TV show, what the fuck are you doing? You, you do, you're yeah. doing it something stupid. I'd be yeah, saying the same every thing. Time. Yeah. yeah, I would have, like, say, if I was in her situation, like, t- tied up, uh, two people around us saying uh, these things, I would have gone, shit, yeah. Um, I, I, let's just forget about it. I, I don't want to get any shit, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dying for this. Like, <laughs> come on, there's got to be some a better way for us to go out than over a car battery. <laughs> but, yes. but I probably would die. I probably would. I wouldn't make it to that point, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> and I think like, Goodwill made the point earlier, like, say, HBO, like, this this show is a huge risk, let's be honest, because the amount of money that's getting pumped into it and, like, having to make this movie as well, because everything it looks fantastic. This is going to be a big budget affair. So like, if this show doesn't work, like, it, again, I know HBO's got a lot, like, back in, but this could be a, like a, a financial loss on the mega scales yeah. if it didn't get this right. I, I think they've think been... HBO... Oh, sorry, good one. Sorry. Uh, I think they've been very clever um, in the way that they've uh, reimagined the world because obviously the the video game was... Outbreak was 2013 when the game came out. So it was like, oh, 20 years later, 2033, blah, blah, blah. They've been very, very clever, and this this goes to what Paul's saying, like how much of a risk they've taken to keep costs down. 
let's say the outbreak is in 2003. So now it's 20 years later in 2023. What's the easiest thing you can get to decorate a post-apocalyptic world from 20 years ago? Well, we've got a fucking scrapyard full of cars from 20, 30 years ago. We've got these old PCs from 20, 30 years ago. We've got cassettes. We've got CD players. All this cheap shit that HBO could go around and just buy and then just use. And they are authentic props. Like there's the scenes where there's like, do you remember like the, the Volkswagen Beetles, the big yellow Beetles from the early 2000s? They've got them. They've got these. It's I, I think I, it's just really clever that they shifted when the outbreak happened, mm-hmm. so they could buy loads and loads of genuine, real scrap technology and just fill the world with with literally stuff that has just rotted for the last. 20 years do you know what i mean they haven't had to enhance it they haven't had to like visually make it look decayed they could just go to any land heap or any scrapyard pick it up and i think that you know for me i I noticed that in the first episode and i was like yeah that's why they've done it and it was really really cleverly done like magazines Mm-hmm. Like Thank God, you are really it, looking, aren't you? <laughs> in, in t- no, but if you look at right, there's a scene in the first Apparently episode. Apparently, I'm not goodwill because I didn't <laughs> no, notice half the stuff you've mentioned. But there's a scene. There's a scene in the first episode where like Ellie needs to go to the toilet, so she just throws a magazine, and I'm like, yeah, if that was 2013, how many magazines would you have seen around in 2013? Yeah, nowhere near as much as there was in 2003, mm-hmm. when like the internet was just in its infancy. Yeah. But I also like the fact that you know, you can find a porn mag in a bush. Yeah, <laughs> but I also like the fact that, like, 2003, the internet was still in its infancy as well. So information wouldn't have been widely spread about what was going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is that innocence with that. But I just, I loved it from, from that aspect because everything that you see that's decayed, it's probably just sat in a scrapyard for real over the last 20 years, decaying in real life. Yeah. And And, and I think that it just, it adds to that. Um, it, it just makes it more genuine for mm. me. No, that it's like, oh god, if this did happen, yeah. And everyone would be wearing frosted tips as well, by the way. <laughs> since 2003, so I think I've oh, got a timely you hairdo. Will, you will fit yeah. in. <laughs> I will fit in. Yeah. 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 But, I was um... just gonna. I was just gonna say HBO. From my recollection and what I what I what I can think of, they've never done a, a bad first series. Mm. I'm not saying their series have gone on to be great because let's remember mm-hmm. game of thrones is part of hbo and um, but their first series have always been huge mm-hmm. yeah. massive and i think the new when they took this on that it had to reach that level of mm-hmm. perfection of what they've had previously that's yeah. all i was going to say earlier and it would have bugged us if i didn't <laughs> i think that when you've got uh tv shows that are as, as well as established and i don't want to compare it to the walking dead because yeah. it is nothing like that no, but nope. I, no, I can good. see yeah. it. <laughs> I can, but you, you look at the first, say, three or four seasons of The Walking Dead yeah. and the religion it spawned. Mm-hmm. It, 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 to this day, it still holds some of those hardcore religious beliefs oh, in it. Massively, and I mean, yeah. I, I've been luckily enough, uh, enough to go to Sonoy where they film uh, where Woodbury was and where they oh, do the wow. ma- main filming and things like that. And it is the smallest village in the universe. It's one street, but the people dedicate all their shops to the show. The, mm-hmm, there's yeah. there's people that cosplay still at conventions that I do as Negan, as mm. as all these yeah, characters. And it's, it's like I can see 
I can't see the last of us spawn in more than three seasons because they've only done two games. So hopefully you know, uh, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I don't want it. Yeah, it doesn't to, need to dwell on. No. So mm. short, sharp, sharp and concise, three seasons, get done what you needed to get done and show some fantastic storylines. Don't go on 11 seasons mm. and just bore the shit out of everybody. I was a hardcore Walking Dead fan. I, I did the conventions. I met, I was lucky enough to meet Andrew Lincoln and a lot of the cast. And, and it, 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 it was to a degree, it was like, I must watch this religiously every week because someone will spoil it for me if I don't get on there and I don't watch it. <laughs> And I want that for this show, yeah. But but not eleven seasons of it. I want no. three seasons of really well thought out, good storylines. That yes, they're going to kick you in the nuts every time you watch an episode. There's going to be an element of mm-hmm. you didn't see this coming, yeah. did you? Bam. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's where the difference lies. But I can see that this is going to spawn. A whole load of cosplayers coming out. Of oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my 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 con season starts this Sunday, um, right. and I am expecting to still see a lot of Stranger Things because yeah. I was at Liverpool in November, and I'm, yeah. I want to dare say half of that convention was cosplay was yeah. Stranger Things. I'll, I think that will start to dwindle down this year a little bit, and I'm I'm really hoping to see some Ellies and some Joels walking about or even some person being really daring and going for a clicker i think it would be interesting <laughs> clicker. Yeah. I, I, I sounds think like it might be <laughs> in terms of cosplay that there's there's always been that element of last of us cosplay more in the old e3 conferences and and um and and uh game what was the german one I can never remember the German. Oh, one, I can't remember the, the German one, but E3 is back Gamescom. this year, baby. Yeah. Gamescom. But, so th- there was always that element of of Last of Us cosplay, and there were some terrific clickers. There was bloaters. There was there was terrific. But oh, I think I forgot about them. Completely forgot about them. But I think I think dancing the nail on head this year, you will see a lot more because there'll be a lot more flannel shirts. That's for sure. <laughs> oh. I. I genuinely believe Neil Druckmann, who uh, was obviously the the creator of the games at Naughty Dog and is the EP of this, I genuinely believe he will stick to a three and done. And I think that's three as in this season is the first game, the next two will be part two. And I think that'll be it because he's, he's expressed that in terms of, Part three, game wise, it's their decision whether they want to do it or not. He, he said some quite strong things about Uncharted and The Last of Us this week. And I think a lot of people are saying that if we do get a third game, that will be the last. And that then they'll was, just. That was actually going to be one of my questions tonight was do we think we'll get a third game? Now, I've not played the second one. However, I don't know what happens. Yeah, I do know what happens now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank there's you. Been kick- yeah, there's been rumours <laughs> kicking about for years. The only thing is, um, I know I'm all for keeping this short and sweet, but if they build enough of a world that this would be the perfect platform, again, I hate using this phrase, but spin-offs would be welcome. 
just mm. simply because of the third episode that we got. And again, I know oh. we're, I'm not jumping. I'm not missing out the second one yet. Because, because, <laughs> I mean, I I never thought I'd be interested in other people's stories in this game. Because I, I say when I played the game, I was all yeah. for uh, Joel and Elle. But, but yeah, because your main focus is on them, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, but that changed everything when we watched the third episode. When I watched the third episode, but um, like I said. Yeah. Because the first episode, as I said, does stay very close to the game. The beats, um, like I say, when the meet, uh, uh, like I say, Elwood calling her Veronica for the first time, that that throws a little bit. But uh, <laughs> when uh, they're doing the test and, the, and they make it obvious, like say, like what's happening, and again, I like the whole. Like I thought, uh, Roger was going to play a bigger part in the first few episodes, but glad they killed him off anyway. Because, like I say, the character in the game annoyed us. To no end. Yeah. Um yeah. but the whole like say making it about not like that Joel needs to get Tommy. Because to be fair in the game, you don't know Tommy's still alive till halfway through the game anyway. So it's Spoilers. nice that um, <laughs> if you if you haven't played the game in ten years, I'm sorry. Um but that is true. But making it the element that's Joel still clinging on to family then and that he still got that kind of love and that life with him. So that's like say an exciting side. And I love that they're not rushing the whole relationship with, with Joel and Elle. It's yeah. kind of like a slow build and she's whittling away down on him. Um because she's not Sarah. That's the thing. She's got she's like completely the opposite of what Sarah is. Um like the two characters from what we've seen so far. But I I I like say with the person who Joel is and the way he grows, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that relationship grow and how that develops. Um, but as you said, regarding sequels or series, this show, if they do a Watchmen and just do a two season or three season, I'll be happy. But if they want to expand on it, don't just expand the characters, expand the world. Tell me mm-hmm. more stories about like other people, how they have dealt with. Go The Last of Us in a, in a different country. Tell them how they're dealing with... like. The outbreaks and stuff. Do like a that... World War Z kind of thing. Well, do it that's better. what World War Z is. <laughs> I don't, do, no, no, not the film. I'm talking about the book. Like the book told different aspects of the story, didn't it? It was all mm-hmm. one, one, one catastrophe that happened, but it was all different mm-hmm. stories of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would we be mad if we got the first season and it was very much of the game, and the second season didn't actually go off the game and did something completely different? Um, I wouldn't be mad at all because I, I played the second game up until a certain point and I turned it off. I went, I'm never switching that fucker back on again after what they did. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's very yeah, divisive, the the second game. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they are saying that the, the, they've cast already certain, you know, certain characters from the game. Um, and th- there's a lot of memes going around, you know, where it's like, when The Last of Us 2 was announced and then like the fans of the second game when The Last of Us 2 was announced and everyone's like crying and stuff like that and it's just like it, season 2 will be difficult yeah mm-hmm. um, but I, I, won't, I won't talk about that but we'll not, we'll not go to that yet because we're still no, reviewing because this we're just one on, we're just doing the first three so. as, as we normally do we're going off in tangents because so yes. Because of how much of an impact the third one was, I'm gonna not. I'm not gonna lie. My, my my brain is a little bit foggy on the second episode, so you might not need to rejog my memory. I have so, notes. Excellent. So, yes. <laughs> but like to sum up the first one, 
Mm-hmm. I, I have a few questions, skipping back a little bit. Why did the old lady that was turning into, I presume she was like an early version of a clicker, you know, she was just mm. transforming. Why did she look like John Kramer, like Tobin Bell from Saw? You I, go back and watch it. She looks exactly <laughs> like Tobin Bell. Um, maybe, maybe it was a, a maybe homage. It's a maybe it was a nod. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. And then, like, when you start going through, uh, my my notes are really bizarre. I've got Joel Yeats' kids on bonfires. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then I've got like uh, Ellie's an asshole. Um, yeah. Why is he having smints and whiskey? That's gross. Everyone <laughs> smells. And then I've got another bit where it puts. Mushroom person on wall looks like a sneeze. So these are my notes. So they're not very helpful, but I remember what I was like talking it. about at the well, time. Well, yeah, well, the that, wall that, thing. that is a good point about the mushroom person on the wall, because I think that, again, I, 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 I know it feels like I'm being an arsehole here, but I did enjoy The Walking Dead for the first season, I'll be honest. But the first episode gave you everything that you wanted. It showed you zombies, it showed you zombies' attacks. In the first episode, all we've seen is the outbreak of someone that's reminisced on the wall. We've not been shown... Yeah anything too much so it's kind of like little like oh we're going to show you a little bit so it's not thrown to and it's keeping your like attention mm-hmm. um not to like this the second episode that we see but um even seeing that person who's like when they said oh he's, they've gone they're not there anymore um it's like so where the, where the fungus have just eaten the person out and he's just turned into wall that was just well done and so horrific at the same time mm. you like you I know you can't do smelly telly. That must have stunk. Like, see, you just think you, you can see the smell waves coming out of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. like I said, that I have, aspect. I have a thing of looking at things and thinking what they would what they would smell like, what it would be like. And one of my pet hates on shores like this, where it's dystopian, end of the mm-hmm. world. The teeth are still friggin' white. The teeth are still bright white. <laughs> it yeah. honestly it grinds my gears. There's one reference in The Walking Dead where Michonne wants um bacon soda so she can whiten her teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's like season eight or something. So it's like ridiculously down the line. And I'm like, your teeth are already white, pet. They're really, mm. really white. And they shouldn't be, because you shouldn't have any toothpaste. Like it re- that's the one thing that bugs me about dystopian worlds is their teeth. But I this, do get the, the whole smell thing. <laughs> that has bugged me, honestly, Sammy. That has bugged me for the last twenty years, right? And it, it, there was a there was a Battlestar Galactica hammered it because it was like four years after an event, and they were like they were auctioning, they, they were having a competition for the 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 world's last tube of toothpaste, and like that was that that was their incentive. They were like, a lot of you yeah, a lot of you need this because your breath fucking stinks, and it yeah. was like. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, the yeah. teeth are still bright right after that, twenty stuff years. Stuff like that bugs me. But, but moving uh, away from also... teeth now, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like I say, the second episode is is more like say the the relationship building between Joel and 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 Tess, um, like I say where they find out that Elle's infected, and well, not infected that she's immune to it and stuff like that. So they find it's like the weight of. The, that news on the shoulders, like how do you react that you potentially have wor- the world's fate uh, on your like on your shoulders, and how do you deal with that? And then it's building, like say again, more the world building, like showing the world outside of um, the yeah. like say these these detention centres, which would it's, pretty much look like. But it's just come flooding back to us. It's yeah. the opening of the episode is yes. the scientists who's brought in. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. In where are we? Where does it in start? Indonesia? Indonesia. Yeah. That's it. Um, where it's where she gets brought in, and I'm glad I didn't make a bad joke. That, that's all I'm that, saying. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you mine off when we're finished. Um, when uh, when she well, that scene at the just before it ends her segment, and she says, "What what do you want to do?" And she was like, "I just want to spend." When she told him to bomb the place, and yeah, she went, yeah. "I just want to spend the time with my family." I was in bits it was the the sole matter of fact like this is how serious it is i'm telling you you need to bomb the place and i'm more than happy to be in that in that with them like Mm -hmm. that's how deadly serious this this problem is and i was shaken like Mm -hmm. crying my eyes out thinking how the fuck do you make that decision yeah and what you make it because you're smart and it's the the only the only, only optional thing that you can do, whether or not that happened. Well, the data showed you because, like, say, when they were Joel is. and uh, Texas. Oh, well, that uh, must have been in absolute hysterics. To, to slow it down, didn't it? They yeah. were bombing. Uh, they were they were bombing parts of Boston to to slow the. Ah, the right. Got, yeah. Yes. Yes. They, they were uh, in and then like that, say, buildings. Like, say, because even if it were all the building wouldn't just fall over. Hmm. No. I had I had to look up what she was actually a professor of because they kept saying she was a professor a pre- professor 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 <laughs> of myology and I was like myology what the hell is myology and I had to Google it because you know computer in your hand and it's yeah. a muscle specialist um, I can't speak anymore a muscle specialist oh, and nice. they they're people that um, talk about how the, the muscle groups work how they they can carry the body. So when she cut the ankle where the bite mm-hmm. mark was, and she saw the what I'm going to call them the bean sprouts because that's what they look like oh, um, yeah. under the skin. That's when she freaked out and she got out. Yeah. She obviously knew something that we didn't know, but I don't mm. know if you noticed. And this is deviating a little bit from that. They said that the woman worked in a flour and grain factory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen some people who are. He's trying to Easter egg hunt or trying to conspiracy theory it already that I think are like me that haven't seen, haven't played the game. So they don't necessarily know the story. But if you look at the first episode quickly, uh, Sarah was offered, she was trying to make pancakes in the morning. There was no flour. She was, uh, Joel forgot the birthday cake, which had flour in it. And she was offered some cookies from the next door neighbor and she didn't take any of them. Because they're not chips. And they all had flour and grain in them and that's where they're suspecting if i'm right that the whole yeah, thing because that's what joel said it was like yeah. it was this is this is why it only took so many days because it was in the it was in the flour which was yeah. then in the cereals and it yeah. in, in the bread and people were buying on a it was in there on a thursday buying on a friday and gone by the saturday like yeah. that like that's how we broke it down as in how quick this was and that is absolutely effing terrifying she but I was, like how. Go on, sorry. On. She was, was the 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 professor was <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Doug. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say it, that that's how like um they can only trace it as far back as fourteen people prior to her being bitten. Mm-hmm. So you will never get the actual origin. No. You will just. I don't feel like they're going to take it any further than that. They're just saying they have this one woman who was bitten. There's possibly fourteen people missing prior to her whether they're people she's infected or people that infected her they don't yeah. know and those 14 people were completely responsible from what i can 
see for the mm-hmm. entire breakdown of the world as they knew it. So no, definitely. Yeah. And and as as the like I say the scientists at the first episode saw it's not about like say like consuming or made a mistake. It's just like evolution that these fungi um like I said the world got hotter so it could adapt and live in warmer like say terrain and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um evolution bitch <laughs> yeah it's terrifying the aspect of how from what from what Joel explained how that happened like if my memory was great mm-hmm. and I could keep that locked in there I would never eat again I really wouldn't. It's a, but thank God for me, my memory's mm. shocking and I totally forgot about that until someone brought it up. But it's such but, a terrifying aspect that it's because it's that everyone has it. But that was it's, like the the third episode where yeah, he, he tells he us a story he that he's, that he's given that that story because that's when like say his and Elle's relationship are starting to like kind of warm up and stuff because. Um, what I found was quite interesting because Joel's quite a, like a like a strong character. Like the way he spoke to that guy that was trying to recruit him to the Fireflies uh, mm. in the first episode, there's just this like like fuck off, I'll break your jaw and type thing. Um, the way he reacts to to basically anyone that's like basically turned or infected is completely different to what I was expecting. Because when he found out Ellie was basically infected, he like almost had the gun on her, and it took a. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Tess to stop him. When he found out Tess had been infected and she went to touch him, he backtracked. Like mm-hmm. you, you can see physically, he's terrified of this infection. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, he must have, like, say, a close. Like, say, I'll be interested to see because we've got twenty years of Joel that we don't know what's happened to him. Yeah. So I would love to see like what he's seen, what he's done in that since he, since he lost Sarah. Uh, I know we're probably going to get that, like, say, going forward, like, saying the because mm-hmm. the flashbacks seem to be, like, I say, quite a prevalent part of this but um the whole like say showing you like what the world had become this episode two played out perfectly and it was like like i loved episode one i I thought episode one was one of the strongest first episodes i've seen the follow-up is normally like say a letdown like it always Mm. likes to come down this one one continued and made it stronger because it then it introduced us to the clickers and seeing the clicker attack and how the move and like say like almost give us a reminder of Jurassic Park in a way. Like when you first get raptors. raptors, like say when the raptors are moving, that's what the clickers were moving around in the dark. Yeah. It felt like, it, like I was getting attacked by a dinosaur. I said exactly the same thing to Anne. I was like, this is a raptor attack. They mm-hmm. are. And the fact that you in you get to know the lore of them as well, because I totally forgot from the, like in the game, they can't detect you mm-hmm. if you don't make a noise. Yeah. Totally forgot that aspect until it was explained again. See, this is how bad my memory is. Um, so I love the fact that that part was explained. So the audience is all in on the fact that they can't. So it's like a mixture between a T-Rex and a Raptor. But I felt Raptor attack the minute that they started coming on screen. In my head, it was the Predator clicking noise from Predator. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and you know mm-hmm. that P- Peter Cullen, uh, the voice of Optimus Prime and Eeyore, yes. was the guy who invented that noise from a crab. For the predator, I did not know that. (laughs) Nerd knowledge, right here. There you go. But say that though, I am looking at the Optimus Prime behind you, and I am very jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one. You do have one yourself. Oh, but that's that's the the toy. (laughs) That's the original. (laughs) Behind there, there's the one that you know, the automatic one that builds itself and takes itself down and drives away. And what? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, 
we've got some shit. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> I love that. We've got some shit. We've got some shit. We've got a lot of shit. There's a life size Skeletor and um, uh, Havoc stuff up there. But... Good world got excited there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, when I heard that clicky clicky, now you say about the Raptors, it automatically makes sense. But for me, I, I just heard that. You know, when the Predator was hiding in the trees in the very first one, and yeah. they'd, they'd hear that foreboding clicky noise, but no one could see. You couldn't yeah. see it. And then all of a sudden, bam, the assault happens. It seemed very similar to that kind of style that you heard the clicking, you saw nothing, and then they came pelting in full force. And it was like, oh, oh, okay, that's what's happening now. You know, you you went from really quiet and silent to full-on noise. And then it was like, but you shouldn't say a word. So you're sitting there. I'm finding myself going like this. They go, (gasps) yes, uh, I'm exactly the same. I feel like... I get so immersed in it that I feel like I'm standing in the bloody room with them half the time. But I generally, that clicking noise reminds me of Beatrice when she sees a bird yeah. outside. <laughs> she goes, and she starts to click a jaw. She, she was, she's so loud as well. So that just totally reminds us of me. Cat, I was like, where is she? Where's the birds? So I know Goodwill's been very well behaved, bless him. Uh, what did you think of like the second episode there, Mr. Goodwill? Brilliant. Um, I yeah, I, I just thought it like from the, the the cold open with the with the professor, how calm she was, where she was like, you know, listen to me, I have studied this all my life. There is no cure, there is no this. You know, what can we do? Bomb, bomb, bomb everyone. God, it sends chills. Yeah, bomb, bomb the whole area with everyone in it. And she said it so calmly because she knew mm. that was literally the only solution. And then obviously the, the, the continuation and also the the uh, world building of the infected, like, you know, when they climb to the top of the hotel and you see them all writhing with the sunlight as the sun shifts and, you know, they all move in tandem. And they're like, yes, because the mycelial uh, network sinks them all into a hive mind. Yeah. which comes into play, uh, obviously, later on towards the end. And uh, what I love, um, and this is obviously what's different from the game, they've done away with the spores, and so it's now just, it's tendrils. And yeah. that, when I saw that in the first episode, you know, when they're sucking on the neck, I was like, oh, yeah, bloody vamp. And, and it was like, you saw the tendrils in the mouth snapping, and like, mm-hmm. and, and that in this game, like, when the tendrils go down the fingers and like it just sinks everyone to run. The spores in the game are terrifying. This is like on another level. And it's like one of the best changes that they've made yeah. because, you know, specifically at the end as well, when you see it up close and you're like, oh, oh my God. But this, you know, this was, this again was, was tense and you can see Ellie. Trying to probe little bits of information from Joel, you know. Yeah, she's really you know. trying to dig in there, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, and he's still called her. He's he's still like locking her out and everything like that. But th- for me, it wasn't. It's probably going to be controversial. It wasn't as good as the first episode, but I don't think a second episode is. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think if this was a if this was a two hour if this was a two hour pilot, absolutely, you perfect. wouldn't have. Yeah, you wouldn't have yeah. split this. You wouldn't have split it, no. Um, the ending was was superb. Again, a, another shift from the uh, the game, but that that scene mm-hmm. at the end, 
mm-hmm. creeped me out so much. Yeah. Did you did you see how many why. people were complaining about that? There was oh, a whole what? thing about the kiss. Yeah. There were so many people that complained about it because they said it was so disgusting that mm-hmm. it made them feel so uncomfortable. They didn't like it. And it's like, well, that was the purpose of it. I'm glad you've <laughs> arrived. Here we are. You know, it, it was like... If it, it made you comfortable, then you maybe have a different fetish that you yeah, need to look into. Yeah, <laughs> there's something clearly wrong with you if you find that okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> look at her. <laughs> um, it didn't creep me out. I knew yeah. the purpose of what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So I saw it from the purpose. It was a distraction. That's what she was there to do. She made herself the distraction. She made herself the the patsy she was the one that was going to take the responsibility yeah. but i i can't believe how shit her zippo is why do these people never have good lighters yeah. <laughs> no it was so it's so infuriating it's americans for, for you i own a zippo and i know how fucking frustrating <laughs> yeah. those things can be and only ever used to use zippos and they're just the most annoying lighters in the world yeah did but, anyone but again when, just to just to go back before we go forward you made a good point, though, but do you not think in the future that there would be only be zippos around? Because them are the only sturdy ones that were, like I said, the metal base, they're not plastic. Oh, yeah. And so you can use any type of, like, oil or, like, say, lighter fluid in there, where, mm, like, yeah. say, a plastic lighter, they would have probably, like, say, all been blown up uh, by the kids. Or the, the, like, say, where you just won't be able to get school. any bloody flints for them. That's the problem. That's why she sat there like that, yeah, because the flints down to the nub. And she's like, come on! And, I mean, the only, the only criticism I had was that was, she's doing this and she's doing this. She's not there's really paying attention, grenades. though. Yes, yeah, but she had, yeah, she had a, yeah, had a grenade. <laughs> um, did anyone, when Ellie went into the water... They think to themselves, are they going to put her on a raft? Is he going to have to drive <laughs> she her on the raft? She did say she can't swim. She did say she Anne can't swim. That, and the minute she jumped, the minute they went in the water, he was like, they're never going to put her on a raft and carry her. And I was like, <laughs> wow. Because in the game, Ellie can't swim. And every time there's water, she jumps on a raft and Joel has to pull her. Mm. And <laughs> Lazy bitch. I was like, you're not going to go down this route. But I apparently in the later episodes, there's the bunk up thing. So Joel and Ellie... Like do oh, the whole really? like bump up like move that they kept on doing during the game, but uh, but yeah, I, like I, I, I obviously I, oh sorry, Paul. No, I, I love the ending to like this episode. As Goodwill said, I thought it had the weight because it, it it's so far. No, we've had three episodes. It gives us characters that you're getting engrossed with, and it just takes them the way without even yeah. a second thought. Because to be fair, if you think about the game and like see how it works. You could have probably got a half a season to the point where they're getting out of the city with Elle. Mm. So you could have got more with Tess rather mm. than just the second episode. Um, I know they're only doing nine episodes per, like this season. They probably might do more for next. But from the clips and everything that's coming back, it, it does look like we're going to get the full game in these nine episodes. So there is a lot of stuff that we're going to get and a lot of characters we're going to meet. But mm-hmm. just how they did, like, they keep taking these characters away as well. They do it in a way that... You, yeah, you're kind of not re- ready for it's almost like red red wedding you're at. It's like yeah, but without the because you know they're going to go, but mm-hmm. you, it's like you're not ready for them to go yet because you're starting to get more engrossed and you want more from them. Yeah, because of my shit memory, I generally forgot how Tess died. Right. So and but I knew it was coming every time I saw a building that looked similar to the one that she was in when it happened in the game, I'm like going, right, it's now, isn't it? It's going to be now. Like it's, and then Anthony was like, no, you've got some, you've got some time. Um, I just thought it was incredibly sad that the episode that Tess died on, the actress who did our voice 
died the same week. And I thought that yeah. was so sad. There was another word I used to Antho. I was like, it's, it's, it's really, it's almost meta. Um, mm. that that actually happened, but I loved, um, I loved her to the point where I really, I didn't want her to go. Mm-hmm. I thought she was such a voice of reason. She was, um, very understanding in a world where she could be incredibly un, understanding about the whole thing. Um, she was an excellent actress. Certainly. Yeah. And we didn't. We... Re- Sorry. They didn't really explain, did they, to a degree of how long Tess and Joel had been together at that point, though. I mean, he could have been with her twenty years. He could have met her just as it had all started. He I... could have met her a year ago. He, you know, yeah. they don't lay it out in this show. It's guesswork. Might... Yeah, I think so... we might get I that we'll later because, right. like I say, with the flashback things and leaning on to, like I say, the next next episode, which oh came yeah, out there was the... a flashback. Yeah, in that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, I think you. I think we'll get more of their relationship mm-hmm. in flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, but the whole like say move like as I say when that one ended and you thought, oh, how are they going to follow that episode up? Oh. Fucked it. <laughs> Do you know what? It's the first time I've in a long time I've seen the internet mourn. Yeah, mm. like like really mourn. Like everyone was broken, even in our our group chat. All mm. everyone had to say was, "I'm broken," and knew exactly what. They were talking mm. about. I have never had a TV show smack me in the face as hard as this one. As this hard is the as episode, this episode. This was the episode that where, like, say, where we went online and had Dan's man in. This is the uh, Dan got excited for this one. This is the reason you watched the show, wasn't it? <laughs> Nick Offerman. I, I mean, you know, the guy and his wife, Megan Mullally. I mean, his, I love them two together. Not a lot of some people know, but he married Karen from Will and Grace. You know, mm. they are married. They are this you know, unstoppable force, but they are so funny when you see them interviewed together. They look genuinely happy. He, in his spare <laughs> yeah. time, makes boats. He's a he's a woodworker. That's what he he's, does in his spare time. So he's 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 the, he's the real life version of Ron Swanson. Yeah. And she is and she is Tammy Swanson. I love yeah. the fact that they both play husband and wife on that show. Um but I love that the first when you first see him eat, it's steak. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's that's Nick Offerman. <laughs> yeah, can yeah. I have some of your bacon? Your vegan bacon? Can I have some more of your vegan bacon? Yeah, it's um Nick will. Uh, he is my. <sighs> I don't know when you see. I see him. I he makes me go all happy, and I don't yeah. feel emotions often. So when I knew he was cast, I was like, "This is this this is interesting because you don't really see him in anything anymore." You know? Yeah. No. So when when for the majority people will know him as Ron, and yeah. then. Bang! Now, now he's Bill to a whole new mm-hmm. generation. So everybody in the early two, I think it was mid two thousands, was it Parks and Rec? Early twenty. Yeah, it was. It was like it, the yeah. Office was because it, it's a, it. It was meant to be a spin off of the Office. Yeah, and it never it never went that way. The guy who wrote the Office wrote Parks and Rec, and it was. Um, I'm sure it was, but he was in Pam and Tommy last year. Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? He was the guy yeah. that he ran off with. Yeah. But to yeah. be honest, you're right though. He's not. Like that's the the after Parks and Rec, I generally couldn't tell you apart from We Are the Millers. Um, what in, else? Uh, he was in an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. He's done loads of TV stuff or little thing, but he's not been big roles. But he, like, I think when we got told, like as he said, we got told who he was the character he was playing. It was going to be interesting because in the game, Bill's just a, a, a twat. He's just an yeah, he's a, dick. He's a and. They went so far off the beaten track with his character in in this 
in this part. But I am so, so happy that they gave us what we did as well. Because, yeah. like I said, just before, like I said, talking about like I said, the aspects, like how they built up to it as well. Like you see Joel and Ellie starting to bond a bit. Um, and I love the whole line where Ellie got, got a bit tough with Joel and said, look, I'm not going to say I'm sorry for Tess because you chose a reason to do this. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, I didn't make you type thing. We knew you knew the risks type thing. And I knew how I liked how honest she was with him. Um, and again, world building, but we've got something that, I, that you didn't get from Elle in the games. There's a darkness to this one, mm. the way she handles, like, say, the like the infected, that guy who she like sneaks off with to find things, and she sees him like then she kind of studies him for a bit. So, again, I don't know if that's going to impl- implement or there's going to be certain darkness changes, which again did get us a little bit excited and how she just like watched him for a bit before sticking the knife in. Yeah. But she was asking Joel questions before about have you killed anyone or is it hard? How does it feel? So I, because without giving spoilers as well, because like I say, I can't, I can't say it actually without giving spoilers. So I'll have to be careful there. Um, <laughs> like I say, is, um, is she made up differently to normal people? So that, yeah. that's um, the aspect. This I'm was getting. what, this was something that I noticed when Joel was beating the crap out of the, the security guard in the end of the first one when they're trying mm-hmm. to sneak out of the city. If you That was the bit that I noticed and her that she wasn't quite right because if you're looking at Joel, Joel's smashing the bejesus out of this man back to next year and, you know, he's, he's, he's giving him everything he's got. Mm-hmm. And you watch Ellie. You don't watch Joel. You, I was mm. watching Ellie behind, and she just had this really odd way of moving. If you go back and watch it, you'll see what I mean. It's like it's almost like a fascination twinned with like a, a, a predatory, like I want to jump in. This is fascinating yeah. me. You know, almost like she looked like she was salivating. I know she wasn't, but you know, like she was that into it that she was engrossed. You could see like she was doing these weird, like creepy, like mm-hmm. crickety movements, and I was like. <sighs> that's there's something else there there's something yeah. else there i totally I, get that I, it, I get that and that scene where she goes up to him it's almost morbid enthusiastic that she's yeah. she's in front of this thing she can take that life whenever she's ready almost to. Dharma-esque. yeah but she, she can <laughs> take that life whenever she's ready to but she's gonna for that few minutes that she's got she's gonna study it and mm see what she can and can't get away with. But one thing that really bugs me in, again, Dystopian Worlds is when people don't tell the other person where they're at. But, but, <laughs> but the thing is, so the, the trust isn't there yet. That's the thing. No, I know. And that's what so, so that's keep reminding the, us. Yeah, yeah so that's the build up. of that factor. But I was like, can she not just say, I'm down here? Yeah. Because then like, he doesn't know. But that's the thing. She doesn't know if she's going to, find somewhere or escape as well but i had that pointed out it was yeah but the whole aspect like say like the thing but again good writing and good common sense used joel's got a fuck off gun that's heavy to carry around not much ammo so he stores it yeah he's not carrying it around it's like logic using mm-hmm. logic and she's like why are you not in this kid well i'm not going to find more bullets for this type of gun anywhere mm-hmm. so it's kind of like oh yeah that makes sense why would you carry around this hunk of metal that's going to waste because food's going to be scarce water's going to be scarce drinkable water of course 
So yeah. you're going to get yourself tired and worn out. It's just using good lo- logic and common sense. I was like, that was that's just things you wouldn't even think about in, yeah. like in that type of scenario. But Joel's been around now, as you said, twenty years, um, and going back, and then you see the the plane and the fascination. You realize, fuck, L hasn't been alive since planes has been in the air. That's exactly. That's exactly what I said. I was like, hang on a minute. She doesn't know what an aeroplane, like she's never been on an aeroplane. She's only ever seen it in a picture book. Like yeah. what else has she not seen? Yeah. And then, then when he said later on in the episode, is this the first time you've been in a car? Yeah. And the way that she yeah. acted, like looking around the car, I was like, and she says, put your seatbelt on. And she just looked at him like, eh, what? Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, it was mind blowing to us that she wouldn't, she hadn't even seen an aeroplane. Yeah, because and and this is I think at the start there you think it's going to be a light and fluffy like interactions and then moving on to Joel, uh, Bill, sorry. But when they turn that corner and like see you see the protective side of Joel, he doesn't want Ellie to see what's what's around the corner because he knows what's there, mm. like the massacre that took place, and the way they use that as the flashback was just amazingly pitch perfect. So you didn't really notice what was happening. So it was telling you a different story that you didn't yeah. think you needed. And boy, did you need this story. And again, yeah. I know Grant did the post on the Facebook page, which is quite re- uh, prevalent because uh, there was people complaining on the internet saying this was a filler episode. I I totally disagree that this is filler because I know it's giving different characters a different side pass, but it's showing you what the world was like and how it ended and what people like reacted to and how... The mistrust yeah. was there, and it's, and for a survivalist, like say you said, Bill, like how he set that place up and how he yeah. lived. Fuck me, he he, yeah. he had he had the right idea. Anthony <laughs> only can aspire to be as good as Bill when it comes to survivaling, because all Anthony wants to do is to become a survivalist. But he was like, but it'd be really expensive, wouldn't it? I was like, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> like, you've got to hoard all this shit. And um, when they did the, when you see the the massacre, obviously aged, and then you go into the flashback and you see the woman and child. First thing I said was, this, I know your fate. But that's not what, then I generally thought that's where we're focusing. And then obviously you see Bill, and I'm like, okay, that's not where I thought we were going here, but I'm in, I'm strapped in, let's go. Well, how did you, like, Like, what did you think of the, like, like, because I know they've they've came out today and said there's actually a director's cut where that episode is over two hours long. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think everybody would. I think everybody mm. would. In a heartbeat. I want to be in their lives as long as I possibly can be. But mm. then in saying that, I think it could be a bit of a a danger because what they've done is created 50 minutes that has affected every person in one way or another that's ever seen that episode now i watch a lot of tv and a lot of movies and i can't remember the last time i watched something and sat there like yeah i generally can't and and i i feel like maybe releasing a two-hour director's cut may tarnish it may sully it a little bit because yeah. that was a thing of beauty. And mm. I don't think they're going to top that, but I don't think they want to. I think that for them was, we're taking this so far away from the story that you'll remember it, but it's not integral in Joel and Ellie's life. It, no. you, you'll see them pass through it, but they're not part of that. 
So by doing a two hour of that, I do feel like it might ruin Mm-hmm. The I, yeah the beauty of what we just yeah. saw yeah. and I totally I, I, I totally get what you mean and I love that like word beauty as well because this like a lot of people like as I said representation is such an important thing in certain pop culture or in certain like, in aspects as well like it, like little I know we're getting little things in Marvel and stuff now but having it in a, such a big show because they could have done that that scene or that that episode completely differently they could have had like a man or a woman or like say but the way they did it and i've not seen like say a gay relationship portrayed in a way where it was romantic it was yeah. sweet it was mm-hmm. loving um it wasn't seedy or anything i'm not saying like but like say, what shows we get like queer as folk or yeah. Uh, yeah. like say it's yeah. a sin where not dirty in it but like showing it what what life is Just- like just making it real. A love, a love story between two people. Mm-hmm. That's what we got. My sister texted us after the episode, after she watched the episode and went, I was in this for, for her words, zombies. <laughs> I did not expect a love story. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, I, I didn't know Bill and Frank's story. I only knew the setup from the two tiny little mentions they got in the two previous mm-hmm. episodes. Like in the first one, Ellie asked Joel, who's Bill and Frank? Mm-hmm. when she's talking about the radio settings. Mm-hmm. And then in the second, Tess says to him, you get her to Bill and Frank, they will know what to do. That's the only time you hear them mentioned on mm-hmm. the two occasions prior to the third episode. So I, it doesn't sit right yeah. when you... I thought for about the first 20 to 30 minutes of that episode, Frank's going to screw Bill over. Frank's going to... He's going to nick something of his. He's going to let people in because everybody's an absolute wanker, especially yeah. in the apocalypse. He's going to yeah. let all his mates in the back and yeah. they're going to... They're gonna, it's going to be Bill against all of them because that's where my me- mind mm. went with this because I did not expect it to go into man meets man and they have this beautiful ageing relationship that everybody wants. You know, mm. regardless of who you are, to grow mm. old with someone is ultimately what the majority of people would gift. love. And to watch it done in a way which was so respectful to any sex relationship. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was, I, I can't explain it. I can't go back and watch that episode. I see, no. I saw it the once on Monday and I'm like, I refreshed myself with the other two last night and I was like, I can't do the third one again. I just, mm. I'm not ready. I can't, I can't <laughs> live, I can't live through watching, but it, it's, it's just, it's not so much the what happened at the end. It's just, you don't want it to end. No. You don't want this love story to, to go the way that it's going. But uh, the the ending, I, I will get into that in a minute. It was just, it was such a beautiful episode and one that I have, I've not experienced TV or movie wise in a long, long time. I have not been hit in the face like that. For, only, I can't even I, say when. Yeah, the only complaint well not complaint the only gripe i had and i think nick pointed out as well is the emotional blackmail that um like i see he does use towards bill when he's telling them what he wants to do when he ends it and bill just says yeah. I, I can't do it and he goes well if you uh, i want you to love me the way i love uh, and i was like that's shitty yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I what said, i said to my other half i, I said, said <laughs> i said exactly the same thing i said what a thing to put on a person. That's exactly yeah. what and we Anth, said. And yeah. Anth went, and Anth was like, from from Frank's point of view, in his head, it's not him who's having to go through the dying 
and the mm-hmm. pain it's him and it's such it's so two-sided because i said exactly the same thing when he when he told him what his wishes were and i was like what a thing to put on a person that you love that is so hard and a heartbreaking decision to make but then anth was like it's not it's him who's living it mm-hmm. not the other way around it was it's i totally get that though but Frank is still able-bodied in the respect of that he still had the use of one of his hands. One of them he didn't. I think it must have been I a stroke. I think he had a stroke. I said yeah. that, yeah. Um, so he still had some use in one of his hands. So he could still hold a glass. He could still take a drink. He could still crush his own tablets. He could still done it himself. But for some reason, he put that responsibility onto Bill. And I thought, mm-hmm. if you want to go that way, that's fine. That's your choice. And, you know... Mm-hmm. Doff my cap to you if you've got the ability the to to do yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Um, but to 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 take the responsibility away from yourself and put it onto somebody else, the person that has loved, adored you, given you your the best. Was it six years they were together? I couldn't work out the timeline. So twenty, well. no, two thousand and three, the twenty, no, two thousand. Oh, they met four now. years. They they met four years after, after the outbreak. After, so two thousand. So, 16 years 14 15 years right okay yeah Yeah, so they've been together for a very long time and become an incredibly established couple so from that point of view the outcome does speak for itself you know and i i it was about 10 seconds into that last episode where i saw him come out with the very first meal that he made frank when frank miraculously fell into you know his life yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I know what's going to happen now. Please don't let that happen. No, no. And I was right. And I didn't want to be right because I didn't want it to happen. But again, watching the relationship grow, and especially when um, they do the flashback where Joel and Tess come and they're yeah. sitting and eating, eating that food. That was so <laughs> well done. Bill sat there. Bill sat there and was going, don't show him. Don't go in there. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's going to, it's just like, he does it anyway. He just walks Yeah, off. he just ignores him. Completely ignores but him. It was almost like Joel and him were the same person. Yeah. yeah. And Tess and Frank were the same person because the minute that they walked away, Joel's temperament just changed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, completely. get that fucking and he's like, gun out of your face. Yeah, <laughs> going away from me. Like, but they were on the, and I think that's why they like, like, the worked because they were on yeah. the same, the same. Oh, but that letter though, when he, when he knew it was Joel, he said, Joel, I don't like you. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're the closest thing I had to a friend, so I was like, all right, honesty. Nice Bill yeah. was nothing but honest. <laughs> I know, goodwill. Like, so you've been a little bit quiet there, bless you. Um, so what do you think of the, well, this one? Was it bollocks a filler episode? It was <laughs> perfect. It was nice a one. perfect, perfect episode, and it fleshed out a character that needed to be fleshed out because. It was alluded in the game who Frank was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was alluded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they executed this this story. Yes, it's a side story, but it needed to be done. And they executed it so bloody well from start to finish. The one thing I do love, and I, 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 I when he went to Home Depot and he's stacking up that trolley, I immediately <laughs> thought, I know more than you. <laughs> in uh, Parks and Recreation when he says it to the Home Depot staff. Can I help yes. you? No, thank you. I know more than you. And like Bill yes. is the ultimate post-apocalyptic Ron Swanson because that lad knew 
everything. He knew how to uh, cure meat. He knew how to build perimeter fences. He knew how to do defences, traps, hunt. Yes. He is the ultimate man. And the the way it, it, it played out when, when Frank literally fell into his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the, the way that... I mean, this this was Nick Offerman's best performance of his career. Yeah, it's yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. And just, I mean, uh, alone when he's playing the piano and you can yeah. see oh, the pain, the pain you could feel through his singing. And Frank just goes, who was, you know, who was the girl? And he, it wasn't a girl. And it just, it became so tender and everything That's... about Bill and Frank's relationship was so goddamn ten- tender and loving. Sorry, go on. You've, you've felt the electric in that moment. You did. Right in that moment when he realises, oh, okay, I'm I'm not mad here. This is this is genuine. Love yeah. that scene. They, they complimented each other and I, I knew they would because obviously... Bill's going to get the food and the wine and, and Frank just does that with the skirting board and he's like, this man's got it together, but he's there's a bit missing. Mm. Yeah. There's that little bit missing. And then as it progresses, you can see how clean the house has become. And then obviously mm. they have arguments about, I want paint to do the house. I want this. <laughs> yeah. I want to do the boutique. <laughs> I want to clean the statue. I want flowers and stuff. And I just, yeah, that is how a couple who loves each other deeply and passionate that's how couples behave they are they fight like cats and dogs and the the what I, I, this is going to probably make me a little bit upset the strawberry scene mm-hmm. when he gets the strawberries and and bill just does that laugh because let's be honest right and and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna reference it when you had after the pandemic, after lockdown, when you had that one thing you not had for so long, how did that make you feel? What you know was it, it could have been a Mackie D's, it could have been whatever, but having something that you've not had for a long time, and he sim he symbolised that in that one little bite, and he goes hmm, like that, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably the yes. only person that would go back into lockdown. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly. but, yeah, but it, it was it was that, and there was there was one thing he said, and it stuck with me. And bastard hell, it made me upset. He said to to Frank, "I was never afraid." Yeah. Until I yeah. met you. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh, at that that at that point, I was like, oh, it's all going to go south from here. But like, there was. Good, yeah. There was a lot, and I think Paul hit it as well. There was a bit of false jeopardy generated throughout as well when uh, the Raiders came, mm-hmm. and like he's, he's on the table and he's bleeding out, and he's like, you know, call Joel, call Joel, Joel, know what to do, and you're like, oh, is this the end? Is this it? And then I was, but I was sat down, I was like, no, because I knew there was setting, I knew that there was going to be a, a bit and switch for yeah. that, um, but I think the the way. They um the the way it ended that I was in floods of tears um all the way through that last segment. Floods of of tears because it was so beautifully done and you knew that Bill would not be able to live without Frank. Yeah. Yeah. You knew because he'd for a man who was so 
independence, such a solo survivalist. I mean, that that little bit when they're going through his house, he's like, you know, try and find me your new world order, motherfuckers. And you're like, yeah, this lad's got it. But to see that change from that and for being alone for four years up to Frank to I cannot see, I there is no point in mm-hmm. in being here yeah. without you and yeah. you know to, to you knew he was going to do it you knew he was going to crush the pills in his you know in his drink and frank looks at him and you know when when bill's pouring it into the drink frank already knows yeah. what bill has done yeah and he goes mm-hmm. so it was in the bottle as well and it yeah. just enough but, to kill a horse or something enough, <laughs> enough to kill a horse yeah, yeah. and it, it and the 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 scene before where it's like you're gonna make me breakfast, you're gonna make mm. me some toast, we're gonna go to the boutique, we're gonna get some fancy clothes, you're gonna marry me, yeah. we're gonna have some dinner, you're gonna crush these pills, and then we're gonna go to sleep, and I'm gonna go to sleep in your arms. I mean, I'm fucking well, I don't know. Honestly, there was one there was one line he said, and I think everybody will remember this for the rest if they watch that episode. You were my purpose. Yeah. Oh my. God. When Bill said that to Frank, you were my purpose. Yeah. I turned around and I looked at my other half and went, and I don't, <laughs> I don't cry at things, but that's the closest I have been in mm-hmm. ever. And and I looked at my other half and I went, you were my purpose. Oh my God, that is the nicest thing anyone could ever say to anyone. That. Yeah. Not that it's in that weird danger stalker area of being obsessed with somebody, (laughs) but it it was the fact that they dedicated their lives to each other because they hadn't had the outside interrupting them. They were able to experience a relationship as just two people waking up every day, loving each other, arguing with each other, eating with each other, mowing the lawns, making his guns clean, whatever they were doing. 16 14 16 years of that mm-hmm. and they've become so self-reliant on each other there was no other way that that episode mm-hmm. would have ended no because certainly. and because because uh, i like how that they made they didn't make it so obvious you knew they were each other's world but frank's did it a different way like frank was more loving and caring than bill but you could tell he was besotted because like with frank being an artist as you found out when you looked up through the house, there was just litters of paintings of, of Bill in different Everywhere. ways and different uh, different mediums. So mm-hmm. I know, like I say, there's not much to draw on and like going off people, like using different people thing, but it just shows how much he like he loved and cared about him as well. And again, mm-hmm. like the, watching this show, I wasn't expecting to use the word love and mm-hmm. feeling that love in that episode made it, like I said, Give this show a lot more class and a lot more credence. It's not yeah. just another zombie show. It's not another survival show. It's a yeah. character-driven story based on the characters that are involved. And yeah. now, no one, like say the characters that we might see, or even new ones that's not part of that ones we've not been introduced yet. That gets me excited. And mm-hmm. even though I hated the second game for obvious reasons, I'm interested to see how much balls they've got to take that now. That mm-hmm. That's the thing, because they're going to be, as Goodwill said, they're going to have to make some decisions, and some of the decisions are going to take some balls to make, because yeah. let's be honest, people who haven't watched, played the game and they watch the show, they're going to be fucking pissed off. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> going to yeah. be angry. I, I know what happens anyway through the fact of the world of we can't let thing people just enjoy shit. Yeah, yeah. thank you, internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw an interview with the guy who plays Frank Murray, um, and he was saying that when he sat down and watched that episode with his partner on Monday, his partner turned to him at the end of the the the, the episode and said. I don't want you to get ill. Please never get ill. And it scared his partner so badly. And yeah. he, he said, he said, it just took me aback that my partner was so mm-hmm. affected by something that wasn't me. It was a character I was playing yeah. that had absolutely no relevance or, or um, relationship to the way I am as a person. Mm-hmm. How but our it, lives are. But he saw him as me and he mm-hmm. saw me in Frank. And he got so upset. It said he said it was like it took me ages to get him to to sort of understand yeah. that I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't intend on you know just jumping out the window or such a powerful episode. Um, the consideration in Bill though, when he told in the letter and said to Joel, "Don't go upstairs. Yeah. Don't open the door. The window's open for a reason." He like, wrote that. He must have written that ages before that he did that, though. With mm-hmm. with, so I think he knew the timeline. Though they suggest, isn't it? Because the eighties music clicked in just as Tess and Ellie and Joel were leaving. Yeah. In the first episode, so from the first episode of them walking out the door to when Joel and Ellie get to Bill and Frank's, I don't know the timeline in that, but. Yeah. Guessing that Frank and Bill, it must have been at least because they he said it didn't they say it was about eight to ten days if Bill didn't reset the the music uh, the like music that. yeah so was, you're talking yeah. possibly about a month isn't it well, I reckon mm-hmm. they've been gone around a month or so judging by the rot on the food and, and the the table and, and the dust like as well they said it was like the twenty ninth because he dated the letter like the twenty ninth of August right um and I think this was I, I think. This is literally set up possibly exactly 20 years after the outbreak. Um, but when, yeah, you're right. When you look at it, look, you look at the dust and you look at the decay. This is, this has been a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he knew. Yeah. So it was all, it was one of those things when the 80s music kicked in and obviously Elia cracked the code and she, she told us about the code because we would never have known about it. And that was that short little interaction she mentioned about Bill and Frank, which was the only bit you got in the first episode. It was like, ah, because it made you sit there and go, oh, because the 80s music was playing when they went downstairs into the mm-hmm. survivalist, you know, <laughs> mecca, I suppose you call it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then My husband's Ellie- heaven. <laughs> yeah. But then you've got Ellie still going, can I have a gun? And he's like, yeah. no. No. <laughs> All the way through. Can I have a gun? Absolutely no. not. No. Like, you're 14. Yeah, I hope she does get a little rifle, like, towards the end or, or something like that. But, um, but yeah, I am. Uh, I, I I haven't got the words to like to do the justice of how well and amazingly well put together this episode mm-hmm. was done because even like the pace and um like I know we've talked about like say I know uh, we were talking the other night when Sam had just watched the new uh, Black Panther movie that we thought thirty minutes could have been cut out and one side side quest taken out would have made a better film. It's mm-hmm. like like the editors have got things so right in this and like say the timing yeah. as well. Um, I just hope it continues on the same bit. And again, we've seen brutality so far. We've seen scary so far. And if anything to go by, it's going to ramp up in the intensity as well, especially when yep. the humans start getting involved. 
Because, like I say, I know like the monsters are scary, and that always brings the element to it. But there's nothing scarier than lawless yeah. humans when, like, say, there's no rules and no one to tell them not not what to do. Absolutely. Can I just run one thing past you? Because it's um, it's making me brain confused. The the stuff on the floor that it that that's connected to the clickers, isn't it? And if you touch that, they feel it. That's the material. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen. So Joel pointed out ones that were dead, and that he says yeah. that's kind of looks like it's been dead for a while. But the live ones, I am right. If you were because you had to avoid them in the game, didn't you? Because if you touch it, it's they're connected all connected. To the, they're all connected. Yeah. It's like a living organism, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, like right. when just... in, in in episode two, obviously when the uh, when the shoot that's uh, infected in the yeah. town hall, you can see the it wrap around the fingers and mm-hmm. then it wraps around the fingers of the ones outside that were writhing in the sun and they just, they go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And test it, say it's like a, it, it's a hive mind. It's a, it's a mycelial uh, network where all the fungus is, I mean, that is a real thing. That's what's terrifying. Yeah. That you know, I've heard, the, this, I've heard a lot of reports over the last couple of weeks since this show's come out about how real this yeah. is. <laughs> and uh, it, it, yeah. So it, it is, all connected, and I, I would love to see how they do play that out, how how they do use that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I just I wanted to make sure before I left that that part was clear in my brain for I'm going to the next episode because I couldn't remember. No, <laughs> I mean, my, my my biggest worry is that now we've had these first three, the setup and the side story, mm-hmm. the side quest. You've now mm-hmm. got the middle three. Now, mm-hmm. traditionally in TV shows, you get your first three. And they're like, wow, look at me, we're here. This is the big bang. And then the middle three are usually a bit, eh, eh, you know, they're yeah. a bit. I don't yeah. know if they are, because it's HBO, mm-hmm. they've got the money. Yeah. They're not they're not relying on heavy CGI, except for all the big shots of the the landscapes and things. Like yeah. it it to me, it looks like the majority of the the clickers and um the, the you know the mushroom sneeze on the wall that all looks like it's been done with practical effects which is, again yeah. as you know from Makeup. the, the mm-hmm. conversations we had in our last last show that we did that I am a, a huge proponent for yeah. practical effects so for me I think that that's where they are clever because you look at Amazon big budget you know the amount that Amazon will spaff on a TV show like the Lord of the Rings spaff <laughs> yeah. oh that word does not get used as well. <laughs> I loved I loved that TV show. I thought it was great. I think far too many people go in, like you say, with your hardcore, wanky Mm. attitudes about how things should be because that's the way it is. Get over it. It doesn't matter. I mean, I have my opinions when it comes to reboots and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. side quests, side stories, a bit of a prequel, Mm -hmm. it doesn't it it doesn't really hurt. You can either choose to include it in your canon or not. But Amazon Mm. spent I think they said it was a million or over a million per episode for Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Now, I don't know how much they spent on on each episode of this, but it seems like it's not special effects driven. Therefore, no. they're not saying this is the biggest thing you've ever seen on television. You you know, all that sort of stuff. It, they concentrated solely on the story rather than the... That's, yeah. yeah. And, if you've got, and if you've got a solid story what's going on around it as long yeah. as the story is solid consistent and bloody good then regardless fuck the scenery in that and how much money they've spent into it 
Mm-hmm. But I do believe there's a lot of practical effects in this. And I yeah. am living for that click and makeup. They've that emphasized phenomenal. Yeah, they they've emphasized uh behind the scenes the the practicality of practical effects that you know the actors can visually react to what yeah. they are seeing in real time. But I think there will be a lot of comparisons between Rings of Power and The Last of Us, and they'll be like, this this series was $1.4 billion. Yeah. This was uh, a few hundred million. Look at the, you know, it, mm-hmm. you don't have to spend billions and billions on yeah. on this if the story is tight yeah. and the story is good. But I think uh, going back to, you know, that we are a third of the way through and, the, you know, the middle sometimes does sink in shows. Mm-hmm. But I think they've deliberately done nine for a reason. And, you know, if if you play the game, you know the game is huge. You know mm-hmm. that there's easily 20, 30 hours if you take your time with it to, to build the world. If they can distill 20, 30 hours worth of a game into nine hours or nine and a half hours, yeah, and they, you know, they make it mm-hmm. tight, could be a winner. But the thing is with the game as well, a lot of the game is pushing, as you said earlier, pushing Ellie around in a raft going through tunnels um take them elements out of it and just keep the key story facts like as you Mm -hmm. said the the main story is joel wants to get well there's two main stories get ellie to like west uh to basically to the the, where it's going to be looked at but it's got to be played out in two parts hasn't it so the first part is joel needs to find tommy so that'll be the mid-season i think Mm because when he finds tommy He'll, with him being a former firefly, he'll tell him where the the center is, and yeah. then the second, the last three episodes will be the journey from with Joel and Ellie to go to that center, and then shit's going to get real. <laughs> but but let's real, not real. forget, really, let's real. Not, let's not forget as well. Now that you know streaming services and 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 you know television networks as well are starting to understand that nothing has to be a tight forty five or a tight one hour. This was an hour and four minutes because. It worked as an hour and four minutes. Mm-hmm. Going back to Stranger Things, look at that. They did mm-hmm. an hour, an hour and a half, an hour and forty minutes. Two hours back. and two, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it worked and it the you if know, it's, if it's if it fits, mm-hmm. do it. If it's needed to tell the story and not just fill it with shite, then mm-hmm. make it three like make it two, three hours. I don't care. As long as the story is yep. strong enough to be carried in that time. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to show all their cards with regards to the, like you you briefly touched on it earlier, but all the different kinds of infected that you have? I mean, you've got the clickers, which we all know. I mean, even I knew about the clickers before I even watched this because it's just standard knowledge. But then you, like you said, you mentioned you've got the bloaters, but the one I want to see, which is something that I have seen a picture of because my other half Googled it and went, oh, look at this, was the Rat King. The Rat Kings. I want to see one of those before this season is out. I want to Why see a Rat I King. Remember them? <laughs> I don't know yeah. if they come up in season two or uh, in in the Last of Us two, or if they're in this last uh, in the original game. But um, oh, that's um, why it's in the second yeah, one, right? Okay, um. but I want to see one. I am so fascinated by this concept of amalgamation of yeah people that are turned into one person that mm. have become such a grotesque thing that would put the shits up of anyone oh, seeing that thing so i think with um oh i've <clears> gone who's gone 
no, we can hear you. We've lost Sam. <laughs> okay. um, no, we can hear you, everyone. We are, um, I think with like the different monsters and stuff like that, they've given us the clicker so early. I think yeah. there's got to be something big. Yeah. I think there's got to be something extra to come in um, with that element. Mm. But yeah, because I know they give a lot, like looking at the trailers, and you've done well staying away from them. They have given little hints and little clips of what potentially is is to come, like in the next few episodes. Um, and I think it is going to be quite close to the game, like when it right. comes to the end and typing. Uh, other than, like I say, the very end part of the game, but um, there's certain elements and certain things that um, I would love to see. I would love to see a bloater, like a bloater, like yeah. say, uh, just to see how disgusting and how vile, especially if, if they made it as bad as as it can be, uh, yeah. that would be quite an interesting element. But remember, these are the things that's evolving from fungi and stuff as well. So when they're going out in the world and they're like, saying, in the countryside, it's like almost like nature's taken back over of everything. We might see things we've never seen in the game as well. There might yeah. be something that they've just re-established or re-brought back out uh, that we weren't aware of. And that, that again, is is really exciting. I think the I'm... concept or oh, the notion, oh, she's back. I think the sound con- went completely, <laughs> my Bluetooth unconnected. And then I was like, what? And then all of a sudden it went connected. I was getting, oh, okay, I didn't do anything, but sorry about that. I think the concept or the notion of another horde type apocalyptic bad guy is just quite boring to me, the concept, because like you say, every single one of these apocalyptic zombie, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, there's always a horde of something. It's never just a few. There's always like a running horde (laughs) that's going to take out everyone. And it's like, uh, really don't make that the end because that will annoy the shit out of me if no. it's going to be a horde of people dragging someone off somewhere and, and you know I don't know how this this Just, one uh, ends. The only thing I would suggest is watch my, um, Michael Keaton uh, is it Michael Keaton? No Michael Keaton uh, Michael Douglas in Fallen Down No <laughs> that's me that, that's, my, that's my everyday life that is my yeah. everyday life I feel like Michael Douglas on many occasions yeah, I think oh, yeah. that's the way. Like, if they do that type of ending where you see see Joel go full, full, uh, full, like just bad deer and kicking ass, full Douglas, that would be amazing. But yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't think like with the ending we got in the game, I don't think they can walk, move too far away from it because. No. It sets the scene, and it's the only way the second season is going to work either. Right. So I know it just it just feels. I think the the problem is with them leaving it ten years from the game to the adaptation. You also miss a lot of the. Uh, you've you've put yourself in a situation where in that ten years, from The Walking Dead first coming out, and how many copycats and mm-hmm. apocalyptic movies and TV series we've seen since then in yeah. this last ten years alone. I think we have got used to a certain concept and a certain yeah. um trope that they tend to use in 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 those things and I I just whilst I understand it's integral to the story I just really hope they find another way of spinning it so it's not so yeah cheesy my, my prediction is episode 7 will have 
a major zombie, uh, like a zombie attack. I think that's what will lead right. up to episode seven. Then eight and nine will follow the end in the game. That that's what I've got a feeling where we might see like some fuck off massive monsters and stuff like that, or um, yeah. or some human horde type element. But I think episodes eight and nine, just because of the emotional trauma that that's to come, yeah. I think it, you can't have it any other way. I think I agree. Mm-hmm. Sorry. See, as not as someone who hasn't played the game, mm-hmm. they, they looking at the characters set up that you've got already. Nothing will be as traumatic as that side episode. I can't see me giving a shit enough about any of the characters <laughs> as much <laughs> as I did about Bill and Frank. And they are side guys. They are they are practically NPCs. Do you know what I mean? They are yeah. the people that you breeze past. They but they are the people that I actually give a shit about. I don't really care about Ellie. She's an arsehole. Yeah. Joel is a moody, sausage-fingered, smint-eating whiskey drinker that I just... <laughs> it Sausage-fingers. Like, he eats kids in bonfires, do you know what I mean? It's like, I I, I just... It's going to take a long while for me to have the faux empathy you get for characters in TV shows because I, I find mm-hmm. that I get bored quickly with people, but this has got my attention. This has got me wanting to watch the next episode, which I haven't had in a long time, but... They've yeah, got to do something to make me like them more. I and I know they will, but yeah. it, it's, it doesn't feel like it yet because coming off the back of that last episode, see, episode four is not going to be able to get there, I don't think. It's I not think episode... be but I think that's the thing. We don't need a high one. It's, it's either going to be action-packed or something's got to happen, something's got to change type yeah. thing. But um, I think yeah, episode I think... four is action-packed because right. uh, yeah. they, they do... Uh, if you're watching on uh, Now TV, they do right after the credits. It's like on the next episode, sort of thing. I, won't, I don't watch those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, and uh, nope. it's only like no, it's only either. like ten. It's only like ten fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it, there is going to be a shift. Yeah, um, I think the writers would have looked at look at the emotional impact this is going to have on people. We now need to come in yeah. ex- like exploding on the next one. We need to lift it up. From mm. what you've just gone through on the last one, but, but I think we're near. We're, I think the reason why we're enjoying it as well, because as you said, some of the characters aren't likable. You're not meant to like them in a way yeah. at this moment, but they're making decisions that make sense. They're not treating the audience stupidly either. Yeah, and I think that's very key to why this is so great engrossing and keeps you captivated as well, because it's not simplifying things to the point where you feel stupid but they're not doing things where you're thinking the fucking arsehole why are you going in that room or <laughs> dickhead why are you uh, going down them stairs yeah. or why are you picking up not why have you left the axe like anything that they're doing is for a purpose and like um even like when you go back to the first episode when Joel's goes in the room and he lifts everything out of the like say the crawl space under the what thing and the simple things that he is hiding like a crowbar an axe tools that you can use where if you left them lying about where there's no law people would take them so he's put them in places and it's 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 again it's clever cleverly done and common sense things it's about survival and i i i say all them aspects i'm kind of noticing and i'm like we've not had a show or even a movie that's treated us with respect before as much as this is doing so far 
I think a good thing that they did do, though, in that first episode was they cut out the unnecessary. So mm-hmm. that fight over the battery, we didn't yeah. need to see it. We didn't mm-hmm. need to see a woman that claims that she was Ellie's reason that she went into Fedra. You know, she she. Mm-hmm. we didn't need to see her get into a gun battle with that dickhead that stole the battery that was knackered anyway. We didn't need yeah. to see that. In the second episode, there was something very similar. They were, I can't remember what it was. I think we didn't see the people they were supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. At yeah. that point, we didn't see that fight, but we saw no. the mm-hmm. aftermath, so we we got the gist of it. And we didn't; they didn't even say, "Oh, look, there's been an accident." Ooh, look, <laughs> everybody's dead. You know, like they do in films and they do yeah. in TV shows. They and have they to point out the, the shit out of it. And but it's like, a, leave it. It's the, you got it's it. The Hall- it's it's the Halloween effect. Like, see, I always <laughs> like say, I always harp back on this. It's like you don't need to know why Michael Myers is evil or why Michael Myers is a bad guy or why he does it. It's the fact that you get to think about it and you get to make up your own mind. And it's the same type of situation with these. You don't see them, but you can imagine what the fight was yeah. like or what what was like being in prison because we've seen them over and over again <laughs> in countless yeah, situations. You don't need to oversaturate us with everything. It's like if they remake Batman again, we don't need to see the Waynes get killed mm-hmm. in the alley again. We don't need to see uh, that that anymore. We know how they die. We, we know Martha gets killed. But, uh, but, but anyway. Integ- it was integral enough that they had to mention the fact that that mm-hmm. happened as part of the story to get Joel and Tess to take Ellie with them. Yeah. So... Yeah. They needed... Was it... Is her name Marlene? Was it... Marlene? No, that's... Marlene. It's something like that, wasn't it? The woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, But they needed to explain the fact that she was clearly going to cark it or she was on the edge of carking it. So they needed him to take her and go. Mm -hmm. And um, I like the fact, like you say, they just allude to things. They don't necessarily... Mm -hmm talk you through every single thing. So from that point of view, that does give me hope for the next six episodes, thinking, okay, we're going to get treated like actual grown-ups Adults. that can use our brains, mm-hmm. that can understand. We don't need A, B, C, D. We can go, you know, A to, to G without worrying about the in-between bit. We get mm-hmm. it. We understand. Yeah. You've alluded to it. Let's move on. Cool. You know, no, so... No, great. And, and like I said, I, the only thing I was going to left to ask, but we pretty much answered at the start, was good, how many seasons do you think you're going to get of this uh, show? Um, three. I think three. three. Probably, anything three. more? But as I said, I wouldn't be like sad if we got spin-offs as well. That's the thing. So we've got to just different. see how it play, how it pans out, and maybe in three episodes' time, we should come back and have this exact same discussion about <laughs> the next three episodes and see how that feeling of three <laughs> sounds. So. I mean, as as someone who's not played the game, I don't know the second story. I only know, like I say, what wankers me are for me. But I know the fact that as someone looking in who has a no, who knows that there's two games, my brain goes automatically to two seasons <laughs> because yeah. of the way. But from what you guys have said and how long the second season takes to play out the way mm-hmm. it, it does, there's going to yeah. be that whole first season leading up to the inevitable of what we know happens mm-hmm. and then afterwards. So I do believe you could be right for three seasons because the third season will deal with mm-hmm. after yeah after the ramifications. After, I, after, I could after be a part, part, you know, Last of Us Part Two, Part One. The second game you could split it down the line so you can have the first season up to the point where uh, I did not yeah, continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> then yeah. then the then the second part afterwards that would work perfectly fine. Um, yeah. 
I don't think many people have watched that third season, though. <laughs> I think they'll be, not. they'll be sitting there with their beards saying, bring him back. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <Yes. laughs> Moving on. Spoilers. Uh, so, so yes. That, um, like I said, that is our pretty much talk. Like, I know we went into a bit more detail, but like I say, I'm so for this show. And I didn't, like I say, I had expectations through, which rightly or wrongly I shouldn't have had. But this is just blown as it's it's taken out my expectations and and like say improved on it and given us things that I didn't think I'd want or need and just give us more of it. So yeah. please keep but it coming. Isn't it lovely though that you've gone into a show with some expectation and it's actually been met? Mm-hmm. Like it, for once, you've not walked away and thought, oh, "That was a bit shit." <laughs> but that's the thing. It's because they've not tried to be too clever. They've kept the blueprints yeah. and just went right. These characters are interesting. What can we tell? What story can we tell? Oh, this is, I like this character. Give it a little mm. bit more. It's yeah. the thing. That the only person that they haven't done that with yet is Ellie, because I think, as you said, she's a bit softer in the game and you and she has a more of a likability factor. Mm. In the show, she hasn't yet, but we don't, as it I said, will come. it'll come, but there's the darkness to her as well. And that's the intriguing part. Mm-hmm. So it's left a bit that's like, I want to know more, but it's not like, where in the game you kind of fell in love with her and Joel, it's kind yeah. of like you, you, it's like you've got a stick and you want to poke them and say, give us more, tell us what you're about now. It's almost like we're going to have to earn their. Oh, fuck off. Okay. I earned it off all the achievements last time I'm up in the, <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> ah, you're going to have to earn it on this one too. <laughs> but genuinely, as someone who's not played the game in my head, I want to know what makes Ellie tick I don't yeah. need to know her backstory I don't need to know how she became immune I don't need to know if she was born immune if she was experimented on her mum was experimented on if she was born in an incubator and they poked over six I don't need to know that that to me is kind of irrelevant it's mm-hmm. how she applies how that immunity to the relationship if that immunity has anything to do with that morbid fascination she has with watching mm-hmm the death um when she actually first properly kills someone who i'm guessing it will come i don't know but if she actually eventually kills a human because that was something she did ask she said have you killed real people you know have you how many of these have you killed and she was she was asking him more questions about death so i do think there's going to be an inevitable situation where she kills another human being and i want to know how she's going to react to that because seeing how she acts watching joel do it yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's something there and I want to know <laughs> what that twisted. is. And something and that intrigues me. Twisted. Yeah. That yeah. really intrigues me. So that's where I hope it goes. Somewhere a bit more not concentrating on the father daughter or whatever you want to call that dynamic that that they might have. Mm. I want to know the weird shit. I want to know <laughs> the, the 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 really messed up shit. That's that's where my brain goes. Yeah. What about you Goodwill? I know you've been very quiet bless you. <laughs> Am I? Um <laughs> I look I'm very serious. <laughs> yes, there's been some mention in the chat that you're not smiling enough. <laughs> okay. Uh just smile. Damn you, Yay, on. death. Yay! Yay! Uh, <laughs> we yay, did just talk about such one of the most emotionally uh, driven episodes ever in a TV series, and we're expecting Goodwill and everyone to smile about it. That's yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't tears, it was tears of joy. Um <laughs> You know, that's the person I am. Um, no, uh, I 
I'm very, very happy. Like I said, I went in with no expectations, as you know. Um, and I have been very pleasantly surprised at the production quality, how it's been written, how it's acted, the lot. So I'm looking forward to the next six episodes um, and, and just see how how they play it and what they change from the game. Because when people say, oh, well, they've done this change and they've done this change, you're like, oh, God, but this has been, these have been changes that have complemented and, and have really, like, made it, they've made the show better. Like I said, you know, changing from spores to tendrils. Bean sprouts. Bean sprouts, <laughs> yeah. And, and stuff like that. And, you know, shifting it back to 2023 yeah. instead of 2000. It, stuff like, little tiny stuff like that. It's for me enhanced the show and made it better. The games themselves are great. You can't take anything away from the games with this show. The show is its own thing. Enjoy the show for what it is. Enjoy the games for what it is. And if the first three episodes are anything to go by, we're in for a real treat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. I think that's a nice way to end it as well. There, so Goodwill got the final word in. Well done, sir. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for coming on um, and talking about it. I didn't expect us to be talking about it for two hours, but well done. <laughs> it's me. I'm doomed to make you talk for hours. <laughs> no, it's fine. Don't worry. Um, so yes, I'm trying to think now. Um, like I said, we will it's come back so... and revisit this after three episodes. Yeah, uh, the next good three to go episodes. Go into the three episodes and then do it, as opposed to just going into one big fuck off. Let's talk about the whole thing, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So do the uh, do a Last of Us part two soon. Um, yes. yes. So we are back again on Poe's YouTube on Sunday yes. with uh, Jake's wonderful idea of talking about jump the shark moments. I fucking weird. Um, yes. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of it's Batman be... references, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. So yeah, we're going back home on Sunday, back to YouTube. It's seven thirty. It is indeed. Yes. And um, like I say, we've got a lot of things planned going forward as well. So you'll be seeing these faces a lot more and hopefully more guests and new new faces as well coming up soon. I think we've got uh, Jump the Shark moments this Sunday. And then the Sunday after we've got a Simpsons episode, is it? Talk about the, yes, the Simpsons. I believe so. I haven't got my list in front of me. All my notes are all piled up there. I think it's the Simpsons. But we'll, com- we'll confirm it all on Sunday. This is just a... This is a filler episode. <laughs> oh, got to get that one in there. But yeah, so hey. anyone else want to say anything before we wrap up? Yeah, go and subscribe to Patreon. Anyone who hasn't already, go on, go on, join us. If not for anything, do come and watch my new Game of Thrones podcast. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> It's actually Perfect. pretty good. We're going to call it the Game of Shawns now. <laughs> I'm going to do a shameless plug for my page. Yes. Um, yeah, so... um. Hop on Facebook. We are Bleeding Marvelous under Facebook. Bleeding with an A because I'm dyslexic, so that's stuck. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. Yeah, well, that's another story. Um, <laughs> TikTok, it's Bleeding Marvelous, and Instagram is Bleeding Marvelous. Com. Um, we also have a website, bleedingmarvelous.com.co.uk. Either or both works. We sell weird shit to weird people, just like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So take a look hopefully buy something if not just join us on the facebook page we're a bit of a larger community than these guys but these guys <laughs> these 
these guys no. oh, I was going to say something really nice then oh, but, on, no. sorry sorry go on <laughs> but these guys <laughs> but these guys are welcome anytime any of you are welcome to post anything you want on the page at any point and uh yeah well I will make sure to to plug you guys as much as I can thank because you. thank you very much it is. I mean, you've accepted me, and I'm an outsider, and I. Uh, <laughs> I like I keep telling honorary, everyone, every, honorary everyone's northern of somewhere. There's always yeah. someone north of somewhere. I did, and yeah. um, after the last time we spoke, I did go on your website straight away and instantly had to share it with my best friend. I was like, "Check this shit out." <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be at um, we'll be at the next convention we've got is in Aberdeen in March, and then after that, uh, loads more <laughs> all Sorry. over the country. So. And I did notice that you've been confirmed for the love of horror in November, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was a big one. That was massive. The the people, hundreds of traders applied for that this year, and uh, we were quite lucky to to get in. So, yeah, yeah I've taken that as a massive compliment. So a little yeah, bit of an big egotistical, win. yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think I've actually booked time off work i think because it's in manchester isn't it so we're gonna um, yeah. i think me and the wife's actually gonna have a weekend and we're gonna go to that convention so i will be said i know you you made a joke about live vlogging but i probably will video some shit when i'm there as well, well just, just vlog anyway just vlog just go oh look this person sells absolute shit oh yeah it stands let's come and sit with you and say tell us about your dear <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you, it, they're, they're manic. It's mm-hmm. manic at that place. So it's heaving. the The floor where all the stalls are, it is. You, if you don't join the queue, you are literally pushed out. <laughs> you got to go around the, the the way. It's but it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic weekend. Are you twitching anymore this week, Goodwill, or next week? Uh, oh, Tuesday, six thirty, part five of the far, 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 so we will be wow. doing that sometime uh, towards what? the end of next Jake, week. Jake is in the chat, so hi, Jake. <laughs> Dirty boys. Well, just to just to put some pressure on Goodwill as well, because we did discuss this the other day. There may be news coming soon of a, a a new Patreon episode where him and the lovely Graham will be talking all about Trek. So hopefully that will be coming soon as well. He's going to be joining me in the Patreon this. circle. <laughs> I was in the meeting. You most certainly did. <laughs> I don't even like Star Trek. <laughs> How many outfits you got? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so again, like I say, thank you for joining us for our thank little you. experiment tonight. So I'll check out the stats and see how that works <laughs> later. Uh, but yes, um, follow us on Facebook group, uh, Instagram, um, well, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, TikTok uh, anything that we can get our hands on or something we can do, we are <sighs> trying to. And yes, so see you back time, see you back channel, guys. See you early, everyone. Bye. Bye. Wrong button. <laughs> <laughs>